we've done episodes before where I've been singing Wild Wild West, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Welcome to episode 217 of Crit Apocalypse. As always, you find yourself here with the dulcet tones of me, Matt, and then Anne. How you doing, Anne? So, Anne, you, it's been how long since TF Nation? Two weeks. And how are you feeling? Um, alright. Got, got any post-TF Nation blues? No. No, not feeling, you know, any any sadness about not being able to see the multiple wares of people and meet some of the exciting voice talents behind the Transformers cartoons and films. I only met one of them. But I mean, like... All right, anyway. <laughs> How you doing? You been up too much this week? Last couple of weeks? No. You got an analog analog pocket at work, don't you? Yeah. You got a cheeky little cheeky toy to play with. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to buy it, aren't you? No. Because mm. someone's got to pay bills around here. Well, I do give you money towards said bills. Yeah, do you think I have 400 quid left over when I pay my bill? Fucking. Uh, hopefully not from the money I give you, because that's... <laughs> not after I pay my bills. No. Um, let's have a quick look. Let's have a look at an analogue pocket on the website. Because there might be one floating around in the 400 quid. Fuck right off. They're trying to charge what, 90 on... quid for the Game Gear adapter. What, on Analog's website? Yeah, uh, no, on the on, on CEX's website. Oh, yeah. They're trying to charge 50 quid for a TurboGrafx-16 adapter. Yeah, because they're they not available in the UK, though, are they? And they, That's how much they sell for on eBay, man. They expect you to buy the analogue pocket and then buy an adapter to play the Have game. Have you seen that how I much get? a Mega SG goes for on eBay nowadays? How much? Like You, you can get four, 500 quid easy on a Mega SG. Yeah, but that's how much you pay to import it. That's about 230 quid, oh, I think, in total. It's not that bad. Yeah. £315 on CEX. Mm. £310 for the white one. Racist. 300 for the... I wanted the transparent black and gold one. Was it was like a, a limited edition thing that, that happened. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway, um, Anne, so you're tempted to buy it. We're going to be talking about you buying it at all points of this episode, and then I'm eventually going to try and get you to buy it, but you're unlikely to buy it. I know that. Um, they're selling Game Boy games unboxed at CEX now. Is CEX just becoming harder what? in the UK? We've always sold. Have we? Yeah, we've sold. Game Boy I games say we as if I'm the royal we, I guess, as in everyone. Um, do you sell EverDrives at CEX? No. You sure? Yes. So if I put an EverDrive, I'm not going to get anything? No. Because they're piracy. No, they aren't. You oh. can only put games on there you own. Everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's... Yeah, I own all the games I play. Definitely. What does an Enki EverDrive kit be? That's the um. That's that freaking. You remember that? All the YouTubers were promoting it years Scare ago. Electrics. Sort of. It's like you have plastic, you have like cardboard mats, and the cars follow the lines on it. Oh, that's it's pretty not cool. Very, it's not very good. There's um, oh, is it not very good? There's better, cheaper alternatives out there. Skeletrics. And they also stopped producing them, so they're completely useless now. Can't get any more. Yeah. But um, there's a really good Hot Wheels one like that. Um, my nephew got. It was all right. You had um, you can make your courses, and you can just you could set it to follow the courses exactly. Yeah. Have it have like a little bit of control, so you could weave around a bit more, or oh, you could right. set it so it doesn't even follow the course whatsoever. You just drive it off. That does sound pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but Anki's like strictly stuck to the course, and it's kind of rubbish. Anyway, what are you doing? Well, I was just I was just quickly having a look at how much <clears> an analog <throat> pocket is because I was thinking about buying one. Yeah. Because I I did pre-order. I'm pretty sure I I paid for it, and then I I 
Cancelled it. Cancelled it. Oh, so you you're all for cancel culture, are you? Yeah. (laughs) When it's when it's me saving money, I am. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was one of those things because I, I was really excited for it to come out, and then it was just a case of like, you know, when you just can't justify the cost at the time. I think I was changing, I was changing jobs as well when it came out, so I was just like, nah, nah, dog, not for me. Um, you can still pre-order them on the site because they're all backlogged. Yeah, they are. You got to wait like ten years. It's such. It is such a nice product. It is like a really. It's like the MacBook of like those fucking handheld devices you can buy. No, because it's not Mac. So no, but you better. understand what I mean. It's like it's like yeah. a simplified system that is just. Is Mac a simplified system? Well, it's Linux. It gives me a headache off. every time I try to friggin' figure out how to do anything on them. Yeah, but and that's because you're a philistine. You don't yeah. understand the music system for music people. I what Pro Tools fifty nine ninety nine for shipping? Are you fucking kidding me, Analog? Do you know how quick it turns up though? How quick? Like two days? No. Yeah, I got my Mega SG like. I like... will pay half of that and I'll get it in four days. Let me let me have an option. I thought America was all about freedom of choice. Fuck you. One I think it was only forty quid when I did the Mega SG though. Two hundred twenty two pound forty six. That's not that bad. <laughs> Let me one second, Nan. I'm doing some business business crunching here. Don't get the dock with it though, you need the dock as well. Shut the fuck up, if do I need a dock? No, because I've got plenty of docks I can use for this shit. I think you have to have a specific one. For no, that. you don't. They tell you that, but shut up. How much am I paying in tax? It's got a good weight to it as well. Is it really? Mm. How much am I paying in tax? It's heavier than a heavier than a Game Boy. Quite well, quite a bit. Yeah. Not, where's not where's taxes? Game. It said it's going to show me taxes. Let's have a look here. Well, that's just the price when you go in. I don't know. Tell me taxes. What import tax? No, it's saying it's it's saying. So I. What are you doing anyway? We're we're talking about this very important business purchase I'm making for the podcast. Is this a tax write-off? Is that what they're saying to me? Like <laughs> a transform brawn. Oh great! Yeah, it's a jeep. Who's going first this week? It's you, isn't it? Oh, fucking... I don't know. I think it's me, actually. Do you want uh, me to bring up the thing? No, no, no. It is, it is me going first this really week. really meandering. Seven minutes of your... All right, fine, Anne. I won't buy an analog pocket because you don't want one, clearly. You don't want me to go through the process of finding how much I'm going to get taxed if I buy one. If you give me can the we, money, I'll buy, we... it. I'll buy it. I'm not paying £400 for a 220 quid I'll device. I'll buy it the analog website. No, you I'll pay the import tax on it when that comes through. 60 quid? Probably. Probably more than that. You reckon? Yeah. Oh, get fucked. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like six weeks later I got told about that. Really? Yeah. I just won't pay it then. Six weeks later, not my deal. <laughs> not my business to worry Um, Welcome, once again, as we talk about stuff and things. So each week, we take it in turns to review some stuff. Some weeks Anne goes first, and then other weeks I go first. Last week you went first and you spoke about TF Nation. And I was going to ask you this. Transformers, eh? They're not really in disguise. Can we just admit that? Because even when they're transformed, they look like Transformers. They often have the badge of their political affiliation. You know, it's not really a disguise, Yeah, is but it? you see regular cars nowadays with Transformer badges stuck on them. Yeah, but that's because they're... they're 
not robots in disguise. They're yeah. cars in disguise. Yeah, but how do you know which one's which now? You blow them all up. Yeah. You're a transformer. Mm. Teslas kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh shit, Decepticon. <laughs> did you hear did you hear about so when you when you take your Tesla to be repaired if it has like a like an accident, they make you sign an NDA essentially. Yeah. That's not legal, surely. No, that's why you, your Teslas are you don't have like loads of stuff missing in the UK, isn't it? There's loads of features that you can't access. Oh really? Yeah, you can't have the self driving and stuff. Well yeah, because like of course you can't have the self drive. They won't pass British no. rule road rules. Because we have to turn. Technically, a lot of it doesn't pass American road rules, but they pay off the like the authorities to ignore it. Well, do you want to know something really interesting about Tesla? As a car company, they're actually fucking staggeringly unsuccessful. Hmm. But every car they produce, they get what the what are called like environmental tokens. So every car they produce gets say fifteen of those tokens, and they're actually transferable between car companies. So Tesla's majority amount that they make is actually from selling those to other car manufacturers that may not be as environmentally friendly as Tesla's production methods. Mm. So it's essentially like a like a tax that's transferable between companies. And there is a tax relief section of that tax, which you can transfer to other companies for them to them to save money and be able to produce their cars. With, saying something um, Elon Musk is involved in is a bit of a scam. It's a fucking scam, mate. Mm. Dogecoin to the moon! Um, what a fucking... Prick. They sold all the Bitcoin, apparently. Yeah, you know why? Because it was a fucking scam. <laughs> it was all a scam. He's an idiot who falls for scams on a regular basis. He's like a Jordan Peterson bloke who thought a milking machine was a fucking... was like a cum factory or some shit. They're all dumb fucking idiots. Everybody online who oh, was... Oh, the freaking... Yeah, the you saw, like, you saw a milking thing that was like... The porn thing. Yeah, it was like a porn fetish thing. And he was like, this is this is what they want you to do. Like, that's a mix between Skeletor and Kermit. Anyway, and you've been up to much this week, other than, like, review stuff. How are you doing? You're a manager now. No, yeah, no. no. A power. No, I'm not. Has it gone to your head yet? No. Have you not, no, not sexually assaulted anyone, or like, you know, like got your dick out in front of anyone that you shouldn't? No, no. I mean, you're not really using that power, really, are you? No. <laughs> you gotta play the numbers I've game. Got enough stress as it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been looking at your quarterly numbers, and you've got great figures, but I'm seeing here no sexual assault claims. What's that about me? You're hitting all your other numbers. <laughs> I just have got enough to deal with. That's not good enough, Anne. We need some more sexual harassment claims. Spice that workplace up. <laughs> customers are in the store, though. <laughs> it's a numbers game, man. If you can get some of those customers involved, you're going to see those numbers skyrocket. Up, up, up. Hmm. It does seem weird to like... So many businesses, as soon as someone gets a, like an inch of power, it's like, it's like I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sexually abuse one of my colleagues. Yeah, I mean, an inch is all it takes sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> an inch is all they've fucking got. Yeah. Um, all right, so I guess I'll go first. Yeah, I'll go sleep then, see ya. All right, night, bud. <clears throat> hey, 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 whilst I'm sleeping, everyone, he has <clears throat> a tiny erection right <laughs> It's not mine. <laughs> 
See how most of the time people say... Oh, wait, I should have bought... <laughs> there was a Transformer called Erector. Look, I was going to ask about this. Are there any Transformer sex toys? No. Okay. Anyway, and before we get to the nitty-gritty, the meat and potatoes of this uh, podcast... We're gonna oh, play, we're going to do something before that, We're going to play an old game. 12 got, minutes in. got a new game to play. Matt's bringing up the screenshots. He needs to play that game. Anyway, and I'm going to read you a review, and I want you to tell me what you think this review is for. Okay? If you can't get it on the first one, I'll read another one for you, okay? All right? Ready? Five stars. Alexander G, verified buyer, says, if you're having doubts, push them aside. I won't lie. Nothing beats the psychological aspect of a real woman. Even a one-night stand, and that's spelled like night stand instead of one-night stand. Mm. Aspect of... uh, What, a night stand as in like a... Sleeping with someone for one night. No, not like a... Not like a piece of furniture. With light on, yeah. Yeah. He spelled it like it's a light. With a piece of furniture, but oh, I believe okay. he means... Okay. Uh, you can tell he just hasn't said this ever, so it's also yeah. corrected it to the furniture. With very little emotional connection, but I promise you, if you close your eyes and mount this, then a real woman, you'll not tell the difference. What do you think this is? Um, slap chop. It is not, so I'm going to go on to oh. the second review. I want, you, I want you to just close your eyes. Imagine what these people are reviewing. I'd rather not. Close your eyes. Review something instead. Over the years, Mm -hmm. this has fixed the nerve damage in my back. All right. That and it solved the problems of an aggressive libido. Also, notice the quality has improved since this first came out. Thank you. And Mm. and I like the fact that taking the time to review it, also got some misogyny in there and admitted to being an aggressive lover. Yeah. So what do you think that is? Come on, guess. Um, a one kilogram bag of kettle chips. You are wrong. So we're going to go on the third oh, review. Okay. okay, you got one more yeah. guess. You got to like, listen here. Okay. Be careful, okay? Because yeah. it's a very yeah. difficult... I'm going to just... I'm going to give you the name. going to give you the score. I'm going to give you the review and then you have a think. Okay, ready? Five stars. Yeah. Mark T, verified buyer. Yeah. Effing great. Love it. The two separate entries are very stimulating, but makes cleaning a tiny bit more difficult. Looking through this is a huge turn-on. I'm going to run for a couple of these. What do you think this is? Um, a romantic novel by Nadine Doris. Oh, oh, you're so close. You're so close. It is the clear blue Fleshlight. Oh. Currently sold on Fleshlight's website. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh. So uh, I found the reviews today whilst hanging out with with whilst on the clear boot. Hanging out with Liv. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be, We were we were looking through. I mean, if you want to spice things up <laughs> with a flashlight, yeah, spice things up by jacking off in a clear blue flashlight. <laughs> so basically. We were talking about fleshlights and dildos. Completely normal conversation people have. And uh, and I mentioned the fleshlight and I said I've never been tempted to buy one because it's fucking weird. And the people that use them are trying to pretend they don't use something that's just basically looks like a tortured fuck. Right? And plus, I mean, you wouldn't clean it. I mean, I wouldn't clean it efficiently. 
<laughs> He'd be like, I'd use your toothbrush. Thank you, right in there. <laughs> but anyway, so we, we got... We realised there are reviews on the website. <laughs> Looking at... They look horrific, by the way. But there's reviews on the website for all of them. Hmm. And misogyny is like straight up in the top 10 of things they talk about how much they love fucking it and then they talk about how it's better than a woman because it doesn't argue it's like a common thing they say and it is without a hint of irony but one of the best things is there are people on there that go like I bought this for my husband and he loves it and it's like you're clearly pretending you have a wife who's bought this for you and it's just you buying it it's like it's like someone's gone to the website and I want to review this but I don't want to sound like a pervert. I've got an idea. Mrs. Mark. <laughs> Five stars. Came shim off more back. <laughs> Five She's got housework to do, obviously. <laughs> so. um, it's fucking incredible. There was one that mentioned he had a collection of them. Oh. Why would you have a collection of flashlights? Um. Like... I don't know. I don't know if I'm just being like a troglodyte when it comes to these things. I mean, you never have to clean them if you just keep. What your hand is like the easiest thing to wash in the world. Just jack it. Is it just me, or is that like not? Anyway, flashlights, guys, they're available. Um, if you're a raging misogynist, so which jump one's on... your review? Oh, the flashlight website. So that's Great. your first review done. No. My first review this week is going to be Vampire Survivors again. No. I've reviewed it before. I'm going to review it again. You haven't reviewed it before. Yeah, I have. I reviewed it when I played on the Steam Deck for like 70 hours. Anyway. Rookie numbers. I bought Vampire Survivors again because I love capitalism. Yum, 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 fucking yum. I bought Vampire Survivors on the Switch. I was curious to see how it ran. I wanted to just play it on that big, beautiful 7-inch OLED screen. Whilst jacking myself off with a clear blue flesh. The whole thing's clear. You just see your cum build up inside of it. You're like, why is... There was one person who said that's attractive. Cum isn't attractive. It looks like glue. Who's attracted to glue? Glue addicts. <laughs> glue sniffers. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a handful of cum. And they've got a handful of glue. And they're like sniffing Teenagers bone. at the back of the math class. Wait, wait, wait. Explain this reference. Well, sniffing glue. Was... Oh, I thought you meant jacking off. No. When you used to... <laughs> it was like a common thing where like, people... Yeah, I used to sniff glue at the back of the class. Really? Yeah, all kids, all kids do it. Oh, they just used to smoke cigarettes in my class. Um. Anyway, Vampire Survivors has two DLC packs now. So I bought them too, because why not spend more money? Mm. Intel they only cost me like four quid, so I shouldn't really complain. But super expensive. Vampire Survivors, fucking great. Still fucking great. Still really addictive. It's probably one of the best games of last year. Um, play it if you if you've got a Switch, you can get it on Switch. If you've got a phone, you can get it on phone. If you've got a PC, you can get it on PC. It's on everything, and it's really fun. Oh, it's not on PS Five or Four, is it? No, no. If it's on any, it's on everything but Sony games consoles. Because the oh, PlayStation can't handle it. It might be on the new Sony PlayStation Portal <laughs> that can't play games and is only for streaming. <laughs> only for streaming specific. You, I don't think you can actually stream from the PlayStation, can you? You can only stream from the PlayStation. You can't stream from the internet. You have to be connected to the Wi-Fi, and your PlayStation has to be connected to the Wi-Fi as well. You could do more than that with the PSP on the PS. You can do it with the PS Vita. You can do exactly what this does with a PS Vita. 
which costs less oh, than man. this does. And you can play games on it. And you can play games on it. Yeah. 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 Man, if only they had released a PS Vita. I think that this might be quite hackable, though, because it's got a Snapdragon processor inside of it. Maybe if it just had, like, a, a non-working PS Vita cartridge slot on it. Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. It's <laughs> got an it's SD just like, slot on there, like, nah, we weren't doing Took out all the chips out of it. It's just <laughs> literally just, like, the PS Vita in a shell. <laughs> like, you know when you see those... Um, it's a PS The Atari Jaguars in the dental offices. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, the scanners as well. They look like the Lynx. Yeah, the Atari Jaguar, <clears throat> the toilet seat one, yeah? The CD was the toilet seat. Was the CD the toilet seat? Yeah, the Jaguar CD bit on top, but oh, not the okay, toilet yeah. seat. But anyway, yeah, Vampire Survivors. It's it's fucking great. It's cheap. It's a really addictive game. And it's a lot of fun. And you you played Vampire Survivors. What do you think of it? It's good. Yeah? Who's your favourite character? Yeah, not a real fan, mate. Not a real fan, are you? I can't remember their names. Not a real fan. I mean, you know, it depends how you play as any of them. They've all got their own little I skills. like Old Man. The, I like oh. Whip Boy. That's the basics, man. I like Old Man and Whip Boy. And you got like the big old demon guy, or I got Demon Man. Yeah. See, you do know a name, Demon Man. And uh, there's a lot of characters in it. Who's your favourite enemy? I like Spooky Skeletons. I mean, they all just pretty much mostly behave the same way. I like Spooky Skeletons. They're different. They throw bones. Yeah. 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 Yeah, play the same way. Clearly not. An I like the Grim Reaper Sentai, like fucking Voltron Grim Reaper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to fight. I like Dracula. It's not in it. There are coffins though. There's no vampires. There are coffins in the updates though, Ant. Yeah, there was coffins in the original. There's you... coffins in the new updates though, Ant. There's there was coffins all there's the time. There's coffins in the new update, Ant. Yeah, there always was. But there's coffins. Yeah. In the new update. Yeah, they were, they were there the whole time. No, uh, you destroy not, them, and a creature comes out, and that unlocks another character. You're not listening to me. There are coffins in the new update. Oh, yeah. Have you played the new update? No. Then how do you know there's no Dracula in them? Because there isn't. There's no Dracula's in. Why would this there be is, vampires? This kind of this kind of attitude. Why is, would there be vampires in? This vampires kind of attitude is why fucking... you don't have an analog pocket yet, because you're no. naysaying instead of doing and buying yourself an analog. If we order one, and I say it just didn't arrive, and we can get another one... Do you they won't do in? that. Would they not? No. Duh. That's upsetting. They're not that sort of company. If I order one on Amazon... And it's all, like, tracked and signed for and everything. Like... I'll find a way around I had to go collect it from the post office. Oh, those motherfuckers. No, I'm not doing mm. that shit. All right, anyway, Vampire Survivors on the Switch. It's fucking phenomenal. The uh, updates are great. It's just more Vampire Survivors. One of the nice things about the updates is they're actual, like... Um, they're like mapped areas, so it's not like just generated randomly. They're not generated randomly on the main game. Are they not? No, they're they're, they're they got layered. There is like an edge of the map where afterwards it just sort of repeats, repeats the map. Okay, but um, no, they're quite big maps. But okay. the um the main the DLC stuff's like its own little mini story thing. Yeah, there's like progression to it, and you have to unlock the characters by doing certain things and stuff. I only did the first one, didn't do the second one. I haven't got that yet. Oh, cool. But, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It just is fucking phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, I like it's such an addictive little cycle. And uh, yeah, highly, highly recommended. I would say um, if anyone's on the fence about this one, get off that fucking fence and just give it a go. Just give it a gosh darn go. Like the potpourri dog. What? The potpourri dog. The potpourri bear. There's a dog. Is there a dog? There's a dog. 
The dog does dog. Poo poo I've just got the bear. There's, the bear doesn't fart. The bear does fart. There's a dog that farts. There's a bear that farts. There's not a bear that farts. The bear that farts does little cherry bombs. That's a different... And does the flowers. That's a different thing. You say that now. You say that now. And there's a witch who has the cats and they're really difficult to use. It's difficult to get going with them. But if you power them up, pretty, pretty lethal. Yeah. Have you got the the um, the four red weird weapon things that you have to combine? I don't think so yet. No. So no, you haven't I, finished the game. I finished. I beat the. I've played it on the PC, but I haven't mm. played it in a long time. So mm. I've started again on the Steam Deck on the on the on the Switch. And there's the um, the eyes that make a creature chase after you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. There's all sorts, man. There's, there's all kinds of stuff to unlock and have fun with. Mm. Anyway, guys, great times. It's what am I going to give it? What should I give it? I'm going to give it to Atkins. It's just great. It's just fucking fun. And there's not enough fun in the world anymore. We live in a world of strife and pain and suffering. And kill me now. Your review, Anne. Okay. Hold on. Um, no, yeah, come on, speed up. What are you going to review? I've got scissors. I've got scissors. I can kill you with them. Mate, they are not deep enough to kill me. Down the river, not across the stream. I like I like your, like, your whole, like... You're like... You're like Ant's pretending to cut someone's wrists, but for a second it just looked like you were playing a banjo. Because you were like, down the river, and that kind of looked like you stringing the banjo, and then you did across the streams like this. Yeah. Like a banjo. Yeah, they could see that. No, don't joke about suicide. Well, I was joking about banjo playing, you son of a bitch. I wasn't joking about suicide, I was joking about murder. Oh, difference. Yeah. Difference. Go on then. I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3. What? Not much. Wait, Not Anne, a ton. Wait, and You bought Baldur's Gate 3 yeah, on yeah, um, Steam? Yeah, yesterday. How much? Expensive. Yeah. But um, that's only because I couldn't get the big transformer I wanted, so... Oh, so you bought Baldur's, Baldur's Gate 3, 3 instead. instead. Yeah, and a small transformer. And a small transformer. Yeah. It's a good compromise. Yeah. Oh my god! So I wasted just as much money. I wanted no. someone to speak to about this for a while. I haven't played much of it though. Oh god damn it! My PC struggles with it. I need a new really? PC. What have you got it set to though? It's on sort of medium settings, but I'm gradually knocking them all down. But yeah. it's it's crashed twice. Like when I'm playing. So I'm I'm playing on the Steam Deck and I'm playing on my Mac. Hmm. And on the Mac, like for some reason, when you knock it down to because like, I was just like I just wanted to run smoothly. Yeah. So I knocked it down to very low. And I was playing it, and it was like 20 frames per second. And I was like, this is fucking weird. And no, then, I'm still getting 60 frames per second. It just like... I knocked up to medium, mm. and 1080p runs fine. Yeah. Really weird. Like, the settings don't... There seems to be like... Maybe it's a memory leak or something. Because I don't know. I've had it... Because I'm, I'm still in the first sort of area, pretty yeah. much. Like, I've Most people the village. Are, like, I've done the first area, like, twice. I'm basically playing two separate games with two different yeah. characters. Because I've gone to the... There's like a druid place, and you talk to them, and... I accidentally started a fight with some prison guards. I tried to be non-lethal, but one of them I kind of set fire to. Yeah. Um, and then I left the goblin in the cage unguarded. Um, with a hole big enough for the goblin to fit through. Oh, yeah, it's got like the bed bars at the bottom where it can reach his arm out. Yeah, yeah. I just left it. I was chatting to him. Seemed, she seemed free. misguided. Have you been doing? Have you been right-clicking everything? No, I'm using the controller. Mm. And, yeah. And. It and does not tell you how to do anything with no, the it controller. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. It took me ages to figure out how to like look at my inventory and stuff. Or, yeah, you have to go yeah. to your character sheet. It's really awkward. Yeah, you um, you have to 
Press the left bumper. Right bump, right trigger to open your thing. Left trigger opens up, like, lets you switch which character you're controlling. Which can open up, you can open up a character sheet for that. Yeah, so I probably, maybe, I'll know. Yeah, it's a fucking type of a controller. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, when, when it's working fine, I have spent a lot of time tweaking it earlier today. Because um, there's all sorts of settings. Like, there's a thing for slow hard drives, because I haven't got enough space on my SSD for this, because my SSD's, like, you know, seven years old. It's only 250 gig. <coughs> so it's on the mechanical drive, and it's, like, there's a slow hard drive setting, and it mm. basically uses your VRAM to cache some data. And I've brought down the distance detail, because, I mean, you don't need distance detail all that much no. in this game. It's not, you know, I mean, you can set the camera down behind your character, but I'm not going to. Um, so it's struggling a bit, and I'm getting objects loading in late and stuff every now and again during cutscenes, but we we make we make do. Sometimes it's perfectly fine though. It's I think it's like the village area that you go through. It really struggles. I had the main area. So you know the beginning where you've got all the fire and effects outside and stuff. Yeah. Had a bit of slow down there. Once I got to the village, absolutely fine. Yeah. It's... But I think that that area that area is like super graphically intense at the beginning because you've got all the effects going. With the village, it's all the NPCs walking around. But I've mm. got dynamic um, NPCs. Oh, okay. Because by default, they'll just stand still on their spot. But if you have the dynamic on, they move around the village and oh, okay, stuff. okay. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. I can see how they can have like all sorts of different alternate scenarios and stuff. Spoke to one woman who's meant to heal me, and she brought a stick out, and I was like, "She's she's going to try and kill me." And it turns out she was right. She's going to try and point. Is that the goblin lady in the camp? She's not a goblin lady. That's a halfling. You freaking racist. That's so there's there. You know, like your first mission is to find that bard. No, it's to find the scientist and then find the bard. What? So the first mission you get to try and get the slug out of your head. Is it's you, a druid. Druid. That's who you try and find. It's different to a bard. Yeah, sorry, but the... the there's a medic, had, not a scientist. She's yeah, a medic. There's a there's a bard that worked with the druid that you find in the goblin camp. And he's like, I'll give it a go. And he fucks up your eye. Like, oh. pops out your head. Oh, sweet. And he gives you a magic eye. That allows you to see the effects of things in areas. No, I don't want that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty funny because he's like, he's like, he's like, all right, let's just quickly give this guy. And he pulls out a needle and he's like, all right, you're in quite a bit of pain, but that didn't work. Okay, I'll just get this. And he pulls out like a like a bigger knitting needle and he's like, okay, that's still not working. One second, he pulls out an ice pick and a hammer. <laughs> and he's like, well, oh, there's there's your eye gone. Um, Can you not try rolling. Yeah, you roll. No, you roll Even it? if you roll a positive, it still fucks your eye. Wow. Yeah, really funny. Because I got um, I got special dice. You got special dice. Yeah, I've got fiery red dice, uh. and I've had critical critical wins on them. And I had a critical miss though. Um, that's what caused the whole goblin um, stick prison problem. Oh yeah. Um, because I was trying to read the mind of the prison guard to like get some insight. Oh, did he have one of the worms as well? Well, no, you just try it on people, don't you? Sometimes, because yeah. I've got the concentration, let you read their mind. Um, but that, yeah, they didn't like that. I knocked, I knocked one of them out. The other one just, you know, I forgot that fireballs will aren't non-lethal. Turns out when you have non-lethal mode on, fireballs still kill them. Whoops. Mm. Um, there's a weird kid. I made a bet with a woman that I can survive to Baldur's Gate. I'm going to meet her there, oh, I guess. nice, nice. So we're going to have to fight a bunch of goblins. It's pretty good. I did wander into a crypt early on, and it's a lot more difficult than I think it's meant for me at that time. 
I think maybe I wasn't meant to go down there. But I did get in there pretty easily because there was a bunch of thieves planning to ransack it. I just kind of persuaded them to fuck off. But it's quite good. It's good. It's good stuff. I like the character creation as well. There's a lot of detail in it if you want, or you can just press the button and randomise it. And the way it lets you play as the um, the side characters, like your party yeah. members, if you want, you can choose to play as them instead. It gives you their little story as well. Mm. There's one of them, Astaron, Astarium. Yeah. Plainly a vampire. Um, he's got two bite marks on his neck, and when I went to sleep, he, he was walking around the camp at night. So he's a vampire. Mm. So, stake for his art. Kill him. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on with Gale. He wants me to give him magic things to consume. Yeah, Gale's got like, uh, he tells you later. I he seems nice. I think he's probably a secret cunt. Yeah. He seems too nice. Well, and he's, I like he's having a horny son of a bitch. Astarion's the corny one. No, no, he is horny as fuck. Gale is, is horny as hell. They're all horny. Oh, yeah. I did see someone reviewing on, um, commenting on the Twitter, on the Steam forums complaining about how they've had like three major cutscenes now where they were forced to witness gay romantic scenarios and I'm like isn't the whole thing that you choose what happens in this are you sure you were forced maybe you're letting your conscience just pick your options for you you know intuition and stuff I've kept um Lazal and the Shadowheart woman in my team yeah because um they hate each other, and that's funny. Um, <laughs> I kept Gale. I reckon they're going to be best friends. I think they're going to. I had Gale. I'm, I'm switching, switching around with Gale and Astarion. Um, I saw a Druid who turned up, and he had a really flashy entrance. Not a Druid, but he's just some hero, heroic type. And he turned up and had a big flashy entrance. And I was like, he must be something important, mustn't mm. he? He's got to be a side character, I reckon. He's called Will, 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 or Win. He sort of helps out at a camp when they're yeah. getting attacked by goblins. Um, but yeah, I haven't got far into it though because the crashing. Um, what did you do to the Cthulhu-looking fucker um, at the start? You know where he's like oh, the fighting ship. the demon, and you can't attack him. He's like, I just let him die. But he's attacking the bad guy when he's crushed by the thing. I like connected with his mind oh. and found out like you know what you sort of like ah oh, yeah, See, and he's trying to help you a bit. So I was trying to work out when you go to the goblin camp later on. Hmm. It's like a goblin camp that you can visit. That's where you find the bard dude. You connect to a dead mind flayer. Yeah. And it's like, you're like, oh, shit, I recognise this one. And I couldn't work out if it was the one in the... Because you know you get to like one of the... The, well, the one who was fighting during the big battle at the end yeah. of it, he's trapped under some rubble. He's killed, yeah. But, this but is I, ch- a dead I, was chatting, I was chatting to him for a bit. What, in his head? Yeah, he's connected psychically. Oh. And then I stepped on his head. What did, you, what did he say? Anything interesting? He wasn't too happy about the stepping on the head part. He died. Oh. So... Yeah. But I'm wondering if that's going to come back later. Because I've got a feeling they're all interconnected. Yeah, I get like a high mind feeling from them. My thing is those little parasite things they've stuck in your head, they're a bit more benign than the normal ones because I think the Mind Flayers have a much worse enemy out there and they're trying to connect with regular people, like the people on the land, to help them fight the enemy by giving them the psychic Mind Flayer thing so they can communicate with them. The only problem with that is that someone does become a Mind Flayer on the ship. Yeah, no, but that's... Did you get to that? Yeah, I turned it on. I I turned him into a Mind Flayer. I pressed the button and turned him into a Mind Flayer. Oh, it's not a button thing. I pressed the button to try and release them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't know it doesn't release them at the time. Mm. But I pressed the button and it turned him into a Mind Flayer. Yeah. It's such a good game, though. Yeah. It's nice to have a proper RPG. (laughs) Yeah, it is, yeah. But um, it's reminded me of playing stuff like Knights of the Old Republic and all that and... Because Knights of the Old Republic had like quite a lot of story potential in it, but this is like on a on a whole other level. Um, 
And it's good that you get to pick your penis, which, you know, that's something Creator Wrestler, game, Creator Wrestler in WWE games hasn't let you do yet. Um, They should let you do that. should let you pick your penis. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Why not? Keep I did have some... What was the minor choices. quibbles? The minor quibbles... I want to be able to level up characters in a menu in the actual main game without it loading another menu up. Like, because you know it loads up the other screen for your character level up bit and you pick their oh, stats yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then it exits back to the map and then you have to load the next character because they all level up at the same time. Mm. I want to be able to level up that character and then just press a button and go to the next one. Isn't it right bumper? No, it doesn't change it. No, you can shift between... No, because when you hold Y to confirm your selections, it just loads back to the map. Those back to the game. I'm pretty sure I didn't have that problem on the Steam Deck. And that's the only one I've been playing with. I don't know, man. I don't want to play it with keyboard and mouse because I can't sit here and do it. It hurts my hand. Yeah, yeah, no, it hurts. <laughs> and it is a fucking big game as well, so it's something yeah. you have to sort of settle in for. Yeah, but I'll, I'll play it properly if I can stop it crashing. Or end up buying a new PC, I guess, at some point. I mean, you don't necessarily need to buy a new PC. You can get an analog pocket and that's going to make you feel better. Yeah, I can play Baldur's Gate 1 on yeah. it. Like, um Actually, you can get Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 on Steam, on Switch, can't you? Yeah. It's yeah. that double pack, and the one with Neville Although it's really expensive for a physical copy of that now. We get it in every now and again. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> it's like 45 quid on Amazon, but it goes yeah. for much more than that. I'm really pissed off that I didn't buy it when I had the chance, because I... I yeah, because there's a whole bunch there, weren't there? They did, yeah. There's a they Commandos did one. They and, like... Yeah, Planescape, Torment, and Neverwinter Nights. Yeah. Neverwinter Nights was great. Um, but yeah, this is all right stuff. But I'll play more Baldur's Gate. I need yeah. to actually get properly stuck into it because it took fucking ages to download and then I had to download NVIDIA Driver so I didn't get much chance to play it the other night. Oh, really? No, literally about 1.30 by the time it finally was ready to play. Oh, God. I didn't want to start downloading it earlier because I had editing to do. So it was like... Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, why is Steam not downloading faster than 30 megabits per second? I've given it priority. I've cleared the download case. That's all I get on it. It freaking... Super on, slow. On the Steam Deck and on my Mac, my Mac got like 470 or some ridiculous amount. I have no freaking idea. And then my Steam Deck was getting like 300 on. Yeah, they both got SSDs in them, haven't they? Uh, yeah, M2 SSDs yeah. as well. My do one's want, probably limiting because it's Do you want an SSD? I don't want to open that thing. I want a new PC. Okay. Well, <laughs> get one next month. Fuck it. I finally put an SSD in my PS5 in preparation for this coming out on PS5. Yeah. I think I'm going to buy it again. But I'm going to wait for a physical to come out on PS5. Yeah, it's coming out in September. Yeah, I know, but not a physical, it's a digital only. Yeah. But I reckon they're going to do a physical release. Yeah, they will. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. So I'm just going to wait for that. Hopefully not a limited run thing. No, You'll no, get no. a proper release. This game's selling way too much and to not just yeah, do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going, to play on, I'm going to play on the Mac and I'm going to play on the Steam Deck for now. But that's not really the optimal way to play it. It's like definitely like something where if I've got it on the PS5, it's going to run as well as it can. On like You can uh, save files be shareable. Yeah, that's it's, true. Um, you've got a Larian Larian. account here. Yeah. lets you share the saves. Um. But yeah, really cool. Um, is that your review? Yeah. Um, all right, I'm, I'm going to review a little indie movie. Huh? I didn't what I reviewed last time. Going to do a little indie movie quickly. So I'm going to review Scrapper. Scrapper? Scrapper! Scrapper is a very interesting, like, low-budget UK film. <laughs> partly funded by the BBC. No. Oh. Um, and it's um, it's a bit odd. It's it, If you're not used to... If you're not used to UK films that are like kids' films, you're probably not used to, like, sort of the darker tone that a lot of indie films have. I think it's European. What do you mean, just indie films that aren't kids' films? What? No, what? no, no, kids' films that are, like, independent movies, like, sort of lower-budget stuff, like When a Monster Calls. No one makes like independent kid movies. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Yeah, they're just super low-budget. Like, I, I reviewed 
So I reviewed When a Monster Calls like years ago. And Isn't I did... that got shit tons of CGI in it? That's a studio film. What, When a Monster Calls? Isn't that the one with Liam Neeson doing the voice of the big green? Yeah, but it was only like, it was like a 12 mil budget. It wasn't like a stupidly large one. It was based on a book, a UK book, and it was a UK cast. And it was like five characters, including Liam Neeson. You're a character. <laughs> um, and Petite Mamen, which I reviewed last year. Um, and also, um, more Petite. recently, Petite. I reviewed um, I reviewed How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Yeah. But that's not really a sort of kid's Look film. But, but like, When a Monster Calls and Petite Mamen, like, what they share is, it's a kid's film from the perspective of a child, and it has like a darker undertone to it, and like a slight fantasy element where there's always like an imagined imagined reality. Like... Um, like a really good idea and a high concept version of this would be Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, mm. you know that sort of idea. Yeah, much not, lower budget. Not a kids' film, but much lower budget. Yeah, but from a perspective of a child, it's about trauma from the War. Spanish Revolution. Yeah, we don't talk about the Spanish Revolution. Just don't talk about it because we weren't involved. Ah, oh. right. So you shut the fuck up. Speak for yourself, bro. <laughs> Um, so anyway, the story of this, Georgie is a young girl whose mother has recently passed away. She has um, she has decided that she is not going to go into the care system. She's going to live by herself and she's making it work the only way she knows how. And that is by essentially just working between the lines of legality and morality. So, mm-hmm. so she has a young friend named Ali. So Georgie and Ali go on these misadventures where they essentially... Like, their whole grift is they steal bikes and sell them to a local person who sells them on to, like, bike couriers and just, you know, black market, selling them off shit. Cheap bikes to, like, people that want expensive bikes for not very much money. So she removes, like, serial... That's a Benicio Del Toro... Not Benicio Del Toro, Bernardo Bertolini movie. Anyway. So young Georgie, her mum has passed away, and as I said, she is grifting to essentially make it work out that she is, you know, able to stay out of care but she's also surviving. So she makes money with her bike, her little bike enterprise. But at the same time, when the care people call, she pretends that her uncle is living with her. And she has unimaginatively told them that her uncle's name is um, Napoleon Bonaparte. No, not Napoleon Bonaparte. What is his name? What is his name? Anyway, so she's made up a name and it's not a very imaginative one, but she essentially gets her local shopkeeper to record messages that are just like generic messages so that she can avoid being taken into care. Okay. And it's, um, yeah, like I said, it's very funny and the lead character is very charming. Um, but her, her estranged father turns up. It turns out that he's sort of been living himself like a child over in, over in Malaga being a rep. So he's a 30-year-old man who's doing something that most people would do in their mid-twenties and avoiding avoiding dealing with his child that he had when he was very young and it, the relationship didn't work out. It wasn't abusive or anything like that. Just they were very young. Relationship didn't work out and he ran. He ran out of the country. He ran and went. Did he run all night? Yeah. Um, so he lands back in the scale's life and it's him gaining her trust and learning who she is and learning things about her and... It starts off where you're sort of meeting these characters and there's these, like, these strange... They almost feel, like, out of place, like, sort of little interviews they have with each of the the people in in her life that do interact. And, like, it's a lot of, like, adults being like, yeah, so she's doing really well and her uncle seems to be doing a great job. And these are the two care workers. They're, like, just, like, completely unknowing of any other situation. And then, like, the girl they sell bicycles to, she's like, 
yeah, I'm not really friends. I wouldn't call it friends. She's annoying as fuck, but like she, you know, she does bring in like some good bikes and makes a bit of money and stuff. And then like, and then the teacher is like super aggressive, like really weird guy. He's like, he's like, you don't take a month off for grief, right? I get it, a day. Maybe you need a week, but a month. Come on, stop crying. Get back to school <laughs> like that. Like just completely flipping about the whole situation. And yeah, and as, as I said, the dad comes into her life and he has to sort of earn her trust again, like sort of like be part of her world. And it is incredibly heartwarming. It becomes so funny. The characters themselves are incredible. Like it's such a small cast that you get to really focus and they get to build these people and they get to live in these roles on screen. And it's shot in a way where like the, um, the camera is treated like a third person in the environment. So often blocking, which we spoke about a minute ago, blocking will be Did taken. Did we? Pardon? Did we talk about blocking? Yeah, we talked talk about the YouTube channel by that racist guy that you like. I was talking about... Uh, well, was, I, was, I watched it. <laughs> oh, like, here we go. Here we go. The Boris Johnson different. <laughs> I was more interested in seeing bits of iClaudius. <laughs> Why didn't you watch iClaudius then? The only thing... The only pe- recorded show ever made yeah. that features a beardless bride blessed yeah. and Patrick Stewart with hair. And on a racist channel. I don't know if it was a racist channel. <laughs> I mean, he just... It wasn't right. No, he just like Woody Allen, which I think maybe you should <laughs> reconsider making videos about. Like it was a half-hour defense of Woody Allen. Like it would be better if he was a racist. It'd be funny if the video was just like every other sentence was noted pedophile. <laughs> it would, would be. It? I'd give him points Have back. You watch the Bobby Fingers video where he makes the Michael Jackson um, no, no, diorama, no. and he does the whole thing going about Michael Jackson telling stories, all this sort of stuff. And at the end, he's sort of like, you know, wherever Michael eggs nowadays, oh. I hope he looks down on us <laughs> and sees we're done. Oh, he's probably in hell for diddling them kids. <laughs> just fucking ends. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. Yeah, back to back to movie. So, um, Shamon. So yeah, dad comes back into her life, and it doesn't like some of the some of the points that it gets to. You sort of. It does surprise you with where it takes the plot, where it takes the script. I mean, there were a couple of bits where I was like guessing lines before they were spoken, but that's like, oh, look at you like, guessing lines. There is there is some cliche dialogue in all these things because you know there are only so many conversations that can be had uh, in English by English people. Um, and I've heard them fucking all, mate. Because it's only fucking yeah, 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 conversations. Um, Six at max. One of the things that didn't work is that unreality, that that sort of fantasy idea of it. Because her mum tells her before she passes, "I'm going up into the sky." So in the girl's mind, she has taken the mum's bedroom, and she's like diagrammed it that she's going to like bust through the ceiling. She's going to build this big tower, and she's going to get up into the sky and see her mum again. Mm. And that's obviously her way of dealing with the grief and dealing with the trauma of losing her mum. Because the mum does say, like, doctors are saying it's not good. And there's, like, you find out later that the reason he came back when he did, even though it has been sort of quite a long period of time since her mum passed, not years, but, like, weeks or months since her mum passed, he came back because he did receive a voicemail. He's, like, sort of decided he's going to step up and try and be a dad. And the voicemail is fucking brilliantly, like, played. It's very, very good. Very similar to a film that I reviewed a little while ago called Joyride. They have a similar emotional beat where the mum realised that she wasn't going to see the daughter she put up for adoption, so she sort of recorded a message that she didn't know if she'd see or not. So it's sort of like that that weird sadness tinged with the slightest hint of hope. Like, maybe there is something. And it's, and it's just the way that she says she's so much like you. And you can see that through their interactions earlier in the film. It's just a really nice bit of storytelling that just like caps off and you're like, 
yeah, you kind of see like, cause he's, as soon as she's like, we're going to go rob some bikes. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, you uh, probably want to scratch off that serial number because then the police can't track it. Uh, also, like, that's a tracker. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, cheers, man. He goes, also, when you're taking off, you can just remove the seat instead of taking the chain off. And they're like, oh, that's actually a really good way. <laughs> and he's just, you're like, you can see those results, like, he was exactly like her when he was a kid. And, like, the mum saying... It's too hard to just pick the combination on the chain. So no, no, I know. But, like, the, I mean, it's the way, it's the way that she says, like, she's so much like you and she reminds me so much of you. And you can see it in, like... And then it cuts back to... She's really good at stealing bikes. At the end of the film, it cuts back to those those dialogue points, you know, the little interviews they were giving mm. people. And, um, and the two care workers are just like, just like, yeah, we preferred it when the uncle was there. <laughs> <laughs> it was just voicemail messages on a phone. She's like, yeah, we really prefer it when the uncle was there. So, um, yeah, I don't know if he's fit to be the dad. He's just a bit of a troll. And then uh, and it cuts to the girl they sell bikes to. And she's like, yeah, they're fucking irritating them. Because <laughs> they're just like each other. They're the fucking worst. <laughs> and it's just, it's really funny seeing that. Like, like at first they're all like a little bit worried about her. And they're like, yeah, she's not great. And it cuts to these free, there's like free, um, like, there's free black kids that like have these little mopeds. And at the beginning, they're all like, they're all like sitting on their bikes. And they're like, yeah, she's not really a friend. She's more like an associate, you know? And they're like, they're like, yeah. And it cuts them at the end. And the one in the middle is at his bike nicked by the dad. And he's just like, yeah, I don't like them. They're bad news. And the one in the middle is like, he said he was going to bring my bike back like two days ago. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, really good. Really heartwarming. And it's going to be one of those things that's shown on BBC. It's just going to turn up there. I don't think it's going to get a wide release. I think like I saw it in one of those little like screen unseen things they do in the Odeon. And it was just such a surprise. Really, really good. Like an hour and a half. It flows by and it's so well acted. The main, the, the dad is played by one of the characters from Triangle of Sadness. You know, the Woody Harrelson film with the boat wreck. No, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Not Adam. No, not Woody Allen. Oh. No, I'm not that YouTube channel that defends pedophiles, mate. I'm, no. a, I'm the other YouTube channel. Defends the sons of known hitmen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, yeah, Triangle of Sadness. And he was fantastic in that. He's like, he's like, he plays like a failed model in that. And he's just like, he's like dealing with crippling anxiety. And in this, he's just like, sort of like, uh, he's struggling so much to break through and sort of like, show that he can do this and the whole time the way he shows he could do it is by being on the fucking dick but he is really trying and that comes through in the performance he's really good in it like it's and the whole film just just phenomenal but like does he have a job of his own no like so he had he has a job working in the foreign country as I said as like a rep yeah so it's like a full time role you get paid quite good you get tips so there's no need to steal bikes no, he's doing it to like try and get involved in her life in the way that things he could, she does things. Get involved in her life by taking her away from having to steal bikes. He does. He does give her money and buys, but she rejects him giving her money. Yeah. Like, there's a moment where she loses a tooth, mm. and it's like obviously like her last baby tooth, or she's just not looking after it. So, but it's like her last baby tooth. And there's a moment where he tries to do something sweet by like slipping a fiver under her under her pillow, and he's like, and it's really awkward at first. He's like, he's like. Oh, it's um, what people do, like two fairies, like they come and shoot. Two fairies never visited me. And he's like, oh, she goes, probably means that she owes me a bit more than a fiver, doesn't it? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is clearly a very smart child. <laughs> like, this is a great little bit of script writing, man. It's just fantastic. But yeah, really, really well-made film. And also the, the friend that she has, Ali, he's such a dickhead, but he's so funny. He's like one of those very like, he's like surface level characters. 
there's a scene where they're in the laundromat, like doing all her chores and stuff, and the dad's helping, <laughs> and suddenly one of the dryers open up. You know, like the big ones yeah. you see in the laundromat with like the coins lot. And Ali just crawls out and gets surprisingly comfortable in there, just on screen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just the door swings open, like there's no hint he's in the room. And then they start talking, and it gets a well, bit. You'll find a way to get the characters to enter the scene. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know. And then they start talking, and it gets a bit awkward. So he goes, "Oh, look at that!" And he looks at his wrist about watching us. It's time for my uh, evening walk. <laughs> it's like bright sun outside. <laughs> he just walks, walks off. And then five seconds later, as they're like, calm down, the scene's like ending. He just comes and looks through the window like that. That is a kid that has nothing going on and he wants to hang out with his mate. Hmm. But yeah, just really, really fun film. Really unexpectedly good. Like, just the only thing that doesn't work is it's the same thing in every one of these. That introduction of unreality is either, it's either like some woodland fucking nymph or giant or something, or it's some idea of travelling into, like, Inkheart. Do you remember Inkheart was the book about that? No one fucking remembers Inkheart. Brian, Brendan Fraser. No one fucking Oscar remembers Oscar Brendan Fraser. Everyone remembers Monkey Bone. Does anyone remember Mirror Mask? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, wasn't, like wasn't Mirror great. Mask. But yeah, I give it a cake blanche. I, I recommend people watch it. It's like a really heartwarming, it's like a nice little film. There's like there's a lot of hints at something darker going on, but it's never really realised, and I don't think it's anything beyond her... So a representation of her guardedness rather than an actual, actual like darkness to it. Because there is a moment where he loses her temper, his temper because she steals his phone. And you find out it's because the voicemails and stuff on there. He doesn't want to delete any of the shit that he's got on there from the mum. Mm. And she's very similar with her phone. So there's that reflection of them again. But you don't really get any resolution to that. You just sort Does of he not backed him up to the cloud? I think that they don't treat the cloud as a thing in this. Oh, for very good reason. No. Because the cloud's magic. That's where his mum is, though. It's, 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 that's she's up in the clouds. Is. She's up in the clouds. Yeah. She's saved. Um, yeah. But uh, but really good. Really enjoyed it. Your review, Ant. <laughs> yeah, talk about something. Talk about something silly. What was that called? Uh, that was um, Scrapper. 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 Scrapper! Scrapper D. Scrapper. Kano Bay! <laughs> Scrapper. Scrapper from 20... 23, 124 minutes. Oh, that's the ideal runtime for a film. It really fucking is. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I hate. I, that's my favourite thing with a film. 90 minutes, max, perfect. Oh, the next film I'm going to review has got a real bad score on IMDb. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I watched um, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Yeah! And you've been having a lot of D&D time. This and Baldur's Gate. I've done nothing of a sort. <laughs> this and Baldur's Gate. I know all about D&D, man. You know yeah, all about D&D? Yeah. yeah, dicks and dicks. Yeah. Dicks yeah. and dicks, Ant. Dicks and dicks, Ant. It stands for Dungeons and Dragons. No, it it's, doesn't. It's very immature of you to suggest otherwise. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> How dare you. This is uh, this is better than the old Jeremy Irons. And four birch, four herd, four birch, four herd. Which one was it? Four birch, four birch, four herd's the, the old one, lady with the standlet. Yeah, four burn, four birch was the one with the weird dad that made sure he was in the room whenever she had a sex scene. Oh yeah, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly normal. Um, but don't drag it on among thieves. Um, it's got Chris Pine in it as a guy with a name, and he's a bard thief. But he's a bard, isn't he? Because there's a lot of cross-class compatibility going on here. They're, they're, they're specking off class a little bit. Well, no, they all start as a certain class, and they spec to thief. Yeah, but so he's... So you've um, got, like, warlock, thief. 
and plays his tunes and Bard. stuff. Well, he starts off as a spy. He says. So he starts off as a spy, so he has like Fifa Jason. So more like yeah. a rogue. He should have rolled better. Anyway, his wife dies by a red wizard. Apparently you can't recover from that unless you have a certain artifact. No, unless you get brought back from the dead. You need an artifact that can You can you can do be brought back from the dead. No, he said, well, it needs a certain artifact. There's no way to bring him back. No, no, but the artifact is... Yeah, that's what he needs. He needs that artifact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to do it. Yeah. So they go on a heist to get it, and stuff goes wrong. What really happened? Um, and, well, they don't go on a heist to get it. They go on a heist to something else, but it happens yeah. to be there. That's the, that's the little thing that makes him well, do it. that's why he does it, yeah, because it's, yeah. it's, he knows it's there. And now he's broken out of prison. Yeah. Got parole. Technically got parole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he's gone to find his daughter and like stuff's happened and he needs to go on a thing to break back in and do a whole bunch of stuff and get the thing and get his daughter back and resurrect the mum, maybe. The mum? The mum. Yeah. Uh, and Bradley Cooper plays a tiny man in it. <laughs> yes, he does. For no reason. Let's face it. For absolutely no fucking reason. He's a halfling. He is a halfling. There's a difference between halflings and dwarves. There is indeed. Yeah. Halfling is a human proportioned person. Yeah. And has no additional attributes. Well, I don't think, does he get all the penises? I don't know if he has all the penises. No, he only has one penis. No, because you have like, you've got six choices of penis in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, so you're, talking about, you're, talking about, you're talking about in the... In, yeah, uh, what penis do you think Bradley Cooper... Massive. <laughs> I mean, he's American, so it's yeah. probably like seven, eight or nine. Yeah. Um... But anyway, they yeah, it's a fun film. It's a fun adventure. It gets the whole idea of like having a fun, silly time in Dungeons and Dragons because that's kind of become a thing in Dungeons and Dragons that they don't lean so hard into the like medieval. Oh, for Sufrid going on this great adventure. It's more sort of like the characters talk a little bit more like regular people in well, Dungeons and Dragons world because they're they're meant to be people being played by people. Yeah, at a table. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping this film's like big plot twist would be the Lego movie plot twist. Where it's just people. Yeah, where the whole thing is that this is a campaign that some people are playing in their li- de- living room. But that probably would have deflated the danger and stuff. And, yeah, and like... I, and the whole dead mum thing wouldn't work so well yeah, unless yeah, no, unless one of the characters had an actual dead mum. And yeah. But um, but no, this is a fun adventure. I really like Hugh, Hugh Grant in it. He was really good. Hugh Grant was amazing in this. He like really hems it up. Yeah, he's great. He's fun as a villain. He is really he's... fun as a villain. I think ever since I saw him in uh, Paddington 2, I've like, been like, I want to see him in more hammy villain roles. There's an owlbear in it. There is an owlbear in it. Yeah. No beholders. You see some tentacles of them, That's, but they're like the yeah, but to mind flayer like, tentacles and stuff. Yeah, beholders are like... I want a beholder. They'll fuck you up. They're not guard dogs like they were in the old Jeremy Irons one. I want a beholder. Um, how did this film not do better? It's really good. pretty well. It did do really well. Yeah, it did well. It wasn't a massive budget film. Oh, okay. It was um, a lot lower budget than your normal. It was produced thing. by Chris Pine. Was it? Yeah, Chris Pine. He's like... a big fucking nerd, is he? No, he's disgusting. His, his nephews and stuff got him into Dungeons and Dragons, and then the cast have played together as part of their like prep yeah. for the scripting. And then he's like been like championing like them doing like people people getting Dungeons and Dragons into schools and stuff. It like, has creative um, writing and stuff. It has that that twat from Pokemon. Detective Pikachu, isn't it? Do you not like him? I don't care. He oh. looks tiny. Do you think he's... Is he a bad dude? Have you heard bad things? No, no, he's probably pretty nice. I just um, I just want to hate people. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Michelle Rodriguez is great. She's, she's so good in this. Yeah, I think she should be in this more than Fast and Furious, if at all possible. Yeah. Um, 
I was I like to be honest. If I had like a Michelle Rodriguez that was twice my height, hmm. I, I would want to be Bradley Cooper. Um, in is that, that something you're into? You're into tall women? There's nothing wrong with tall ladies. No, there's nothing wrong with tall women. I'm just asking if, especially you, if, if they're Michelle Rodriguez and they got barbarian gear. Do we need to get you on like giants um, dating? What happened to the lady? You know the lady who plays Lady Demetrescu and she's like milking because everyone finds out she's actually quite tall. Yeah, and now she's milking it. She's got like people Is obsessed she got for. No, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if she's a few steps away from considering it. Because, oh, um, or at least like. She definitely leans into the fetish weirdos. Look, if I if I could get that fetish weirdo money, I would start an OnlyFans. Good old Lady Demetress. She's really the good. The weirdos ruined it for me. Really? Personally. Oh, well, um, the game? I don't play the game. Didn't Have care. you not? No, nah, nah, I don't care about no. it. I think I, I keep forgetting that I'm the uh, I'm the big nerd for uh, Fucking loser. Resident Evil. But, um... Big Resident Evil. Resident, Resident Evil. Yeah. Anyway, um, I liked a bit in Dungeons and Dragons, the movie where stuff happened. Um, the Tiefling, she was pretty cool. I like that. None Co- of the Tieflings had like funny coloured skin though. No, choreography in this is really fucking good when it comes to the fight stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a fight scene between Michelle Rodriguez and a bunch of people in the uh, in the um, blacksmiths, the smithy. Yeah, and that's just fucking great. Like, no, it's all like everyone spec to us their own skills. I mean, Michelle Rodriguez has a fight. It's like. Yeah. Balletic, like she's just swinging around everyone and taking out multiple people in yeah. one go, and it's like she's just rinsing the floor with all of them. But the moment Chris Pye gets in a fight, he's like, Useful. where he even walks off to the side and just waits. Or... Yeah. <coughs> I liked, um, I like the spell, the um, cast figure or whatever it is, cast, uh, cast uh, phantom, whatever the fuck it is, where you cast another version of another character. Oh, you're an illusion. Yeah, distraction. Illusion. And yeah. he's just, he's playing the guitar and then when his mouth starts, because he, he goes from normal to CGI. Mm. It's a really good transition where he goes into like the fucking grotesque monster version where his head starts sinking into his neck. And it's yeah. like, oh no. And Chris Pine did all that for real. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he can he's do that. quadruple jointed. Yeah. He can actually just dislodge all his bones like a hamster. I think they should do another one where they get, um, they have to go do a quest over at the world from the first Dungeons and Dragons film. Really dark. Yeah. yeah, you have to deal with get four birch back. Is the guy his... from Crystal Maze still alive? Oh yeah, yeah. Richard O'Brien's still kicking about. He's pretty old, but yeah, get him back the... He used to be an actor. He's done acting. Yeah, he was in, in Shock Treatment was... and Rocky Horror Picture yeah, Show. I was gonna say. And Dark City. Yeah, and Dungeons and Dragons. Was he in the first time? Yeah, he was the one who runs the maze. Was he? Yeah, he's like, come yeah. on, you can do it. I like Richard O'Brien. When I was a kid, I used my fan cast for um, Professor Xavier. Because he was like very bold, and he does look like the cartoon version of. Professor I thought you were going to say because he's in a wheelchair, and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he looks like someone he could <coughs> be in a wheelchair. He's pretty skinny and frail." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now Tim Curry's in a wheelchair, so jokes on him, I guess. Poor <laughs> 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 Tim Curry. <laughs> he's he's no Professor Xavier. Too. <laughs> when he when he dies, someone's going to try and launch his ashes into space. You know where capitalists haven't ruined everything. Look, it was his wish. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking... Like, you know how people, like, attribute all sorts of things Robin Williams said in a film as a, being a quote from yeah. Robin Williams? Yeah. Like, that sort of thing. That annoys me, actually. That's really, that's one of actually my, really one upsetting. Of the, one of the cringiest ones was the right-wingers being like, you can't... Couldn't have Robin Williams tell his jokes nowadays. My... My my teacher, O-teacher, whatever is it, was the fucking... 
the terrible line from Dead Poet Society mm. where they'll stand on the desk. Oh, a captain, my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Yeah, fucking, they were all doing that. Like, uh, I was like, he died by suicide. Like, you guys call for people to kill themselves all the time. You're saying this one's a tragedy. Like, I mean, Robin Williams was a pretty chill, like, kind yeah, he, guy. He, he you... was like, he was super like LGBTQ positive. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he um, did you see? Um, Oprah Winfrey from, from outing, outing Nathan Lane yeah. yeah fucking incredible yeah but uh, fucking Dungeons and Dragons pretty good <clears throat> yeah I liked it it was a decent time like, you know, had a nice progression I like that um, that paladin dude that turns up and he's like ridiculously good at everything he's called Zorg Zerks or something like that oh right? yeah <laughs> It's just like, like fucking ridiculous. It's like when it's, someone joins a campaign who's been playing a lot longer. Yeah, they're like, can I bring in my character from the other game? Yeah. And he just sort of like... <laughs> he's he's just like, like level 10, just like... I liked... I, I really like the fact that he's like... Um, that when he's walking away, <clears> and they're yeah. like, is he going to go around the stone or is he... No, is just he, straight over straight the top. Straight the over the top. Yeah, he crops up again at the end for the sequel bait. Yeah. Little moment. I'd like. <coughs> I would like this to get a sequel. Apparently, yeah, it is. It probably will. Yeah, it's yeah. done. It's done fine. It's like it's a really good film, and it's yeah. like surprisingly, um, surprisingly, like it just it does exactly what films keep trying to capture. It's got like that eighties spirit to it. Yeah, it's um, it's probably the only time I've seen a fantasy film that's managed to get the Princess Bride style, like silly fantasy stuff, but doing it decently. Because yeah, there's a lot. Of, it's got kind of bad ones, like. Your Highness, out there. I see. I'm. I'm forever going to be one of those people that like. I'm. I like Your Highness. I know it's bad. It's bad. I know it's bad. Yeah. But it's. It's not year one bad. But it's no, it's not bad. year one bad. But it's like it's one of those films that was made with entire sincerity. <laughs> like it wasn't made it cynically. Was just, they just kept filling it with like dick jokes. Yeah. And no. that was the problem. And they only had like, that's the only joke they had. They didn't yeah. have any idea. Well, no, there's like, there's a couple of good jokes in there, but it's mostly Danny McBride ad-libbing with the guy who plays his little, like, James Franco is so bad in that. And Zoe Duchanel is so bad in that. But Lou Ferrou's in it, and he's amazing. He's like, so... Is Lou Ferrigno? No. Lou Ferrigno is not in it. No. But no, there's Louis like... Louis Ferrou? Louis Ferrou, yeah, the writer, the American actor from... That's Justin Farouk. Justin Farouk. Louis Farouk does yeah, the, the documentaries. documentaries. Yeah, sorry. And he used to work Justin with Adam and Joe's show. He was yeah. the third member, effectively, of Adam and Joe. Yeah, Justin Farouk, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, Justin Farouk, in, he's incredible. Um, but yeah, like there's that incredible line where it's uh, where they go to the little caterpillar dude and uh, and and James Franco is like, oh, my <clears throat> mind has been infected by the weed. It's like, you need to hold your shit together, my bro. <laughs> Like that, and it's like it's like what we need to do is we need to stimulate the wizard to get the prophecies to come out. He goes, "I'm not touching the wizard's dick." And it's like, no, no, no. We stimulate the wizard using our hands. It's like, it sounds like you've been molested. And it's like, no, no, no. We stimulate him, and he has a prophecy. And the wizard's just like this fucking gross wet puppet. It's going, oh, stimulate me to get. The and as they're leaving, like J- um, James Franco just walks out, like just like nothing's happened. But Danny McBride comes out. He's wiping his hands on his armor, and he comes up and goes straight to his straight to his little like convoy, and he goes, he goes. All right. Well, we've got some we've got some bad news. It's looking terrible, and also I think my brother's been very molested. <laughs> like that. And it was just like clearly James Franco just has no idea how to act or do any improv. He didn't know what his character was in that film. Yeah, Danny McBride knew he was just being a cunt. He's though, meant right? to be like 
you know, this crazy great adventurer that yeah. you look up to, but then he's just as much of an idiot as Danny yeah. McBride. So Danny McBride's intro. He should have been playing straight like Danny, the whole time through. Danny McBride's intro in that film where he's like, Father, <clears throat> what do you think of Courtney's haircut? Doesn't it make his head look like a penis? And Courtney goes, like <laughs> <laughs> off the top of his head like a coming dick. And it just, it's the way he's got a smile and like, woo! <laughs> yeah, Chris Pine wouldn't do that. No, Chris Pine wouldn't do that. Dungeons and Dragons is a classic. Their, their version of like the paladin coming in was they hire that guy as like a massive muscly dude. He's like, Who's in something else, the Paladin guy? Yeah, he's in he's in Bridgerton. I don't care about that. It's something else I've watched. But yeah, the massive guy, massive guy comes in and goes, "Stand aside, adventurers! I will take the first steps on our mystical quest." And he takes a step and immediately lands on a trap. He just swings a big hammer with a spike, and then his body just drifts back off into the wall attached to the spike. And they're like, "Well." At least we don't have to pay him now. <laughs> they just onwards with the vengeance. You should still pay him. Oh, that's um, rude. But anyway, yeah. Sorry, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Your Highness was an utter fucking failure on so many fronts. But yeah, still, I liked it. What did I see that guy in? What the guy from Bridgerton? Rishi, fucking that guy. I'm not having got his name on the screen now. I, I don't know what he. I don't know what he did. What's, what's he done that you've watched Bridgerton? Oh, do you know? Fucking iCarly. He was, in, he was in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 as wedding guest, uncredited. Oh, that's what you saw him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Turf's favourite movie. Zenk. I don't know, I'm sure I saw him in something. He is great. He has he has some fucking incredible comic timing as well in that film. Like, his his line there delivery... Was a remake of Roots. Yeah. Oh, do you know what it is? He's in Waterloo Road. I'm pretty sure he's on the cover of one of the DVDs, so I see it at work all the time. He he has, got loads of Waterloo Road DVDs in he, all the time. He got some of the best, like the biggest laughs when I went to go see it in the mm. cinema because he is his his timing in that film is fucking impeccable. Mm. He is really good. I like also the wizard where they're like the first step is going to be the most difficult step on this bridge, but you must make sure you follow the following patterns. And then oh, yeah. the kid <clears throat> kid takes one step towards it. He's like. I didn't know the bridge started there. The first half of the bridge, every odd, you need to step on odd number ones are the prime numbers, but only the odd numbers. When after the midpoint of the bridge, we switch to the even odd numbers, and then he just sort of steps on that first brick. Oh, I didn't realise that was the start of the bridge. Yeah. Who would know that's the start of the bridge? Simon. It's a fair point. How would you know that's the start of the bridge? Oh, oh no, it doesn't. It did have numbers on it. No. That's probably the clue. I didn't. They got figures of them in um, HMV in Do town. They? Yeah, too expensive. All the figures in HMV are yeah, way too expensive because they're not selling to people who actually buy those things. They're selling to people who are like I recognise this thing from a thing. I'm going to buy that and a Funko Pop. Fucking Funko Pop. There's Funko Pop ones. They got the Diceling though. They got a clear Diceling of the um, the Panther things with the illusion casting. Those things are really tentacles. Cool. Yeah, they are really. Cool. I like they chucked in loads of the weird monsters in it. I like the gelatinous cubes. Mm. Because you know, like you get some of these things when they're based on something, and they they shy away from putting all the weirder shit in there. Mm. But um, they had a gelatinous cube. They had the friggin' oh, the here there wand, hither there, yeah, hither fiver. Yeah, that that heist moment where they do the car and then they—that's mm. really clever. Mm. It's just like a nice, clever way of doing things. It's yeah. like it's exactly what Dungeons and Dragons is meant to be. Did like. The portal gum. Yeah. Did she need to have the portal thing to get into that? Or could she have just flown in as a fly? No, because they had the, the magical defence on it, so it was like uh, not opening and it would stop anything else. But not on the it. bottom? No, because the yes. because the actual the actual picture went through, didn't it? Yeah. So the picture went through with oh, the yeah, portal. Oh, yeah, 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 they put the picture through. Yeah, yeah, And then they put the thing back over it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, like, the whole thing is that, like, intruders can't go in. You have to be, like, sort of monitored. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, really, really interesting. I'll just run up to the front and cast and do an intimidation roll. No, I'd knock it down. Yeah. Right click. You should let me in there now. Intimidation. Try to pick lock. You can't see lock. Beat door. Yeah, if they do a sequel, you know what you could really benefit from? What? The entire cast of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place being main characters. No, just Matt Berry. Just Matt Berry. Matt Berry. Yeah, let him carry another show. Yeah. His father gets killed at the start. Father! (laughs) Beholder turns up and just like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) You come in here with your fuck. Do you not know who I am? I'm from New York City. Kill one of his buddies and just like no. I speak fourteen language as long as they're English. My best pal, my rotten soldier. <laughs> no, yeah, my, my buddy, my pal, my he, good time. Oh, guy. making a necromancer, and then he could have a rotten soldier. Yes. <laughs> I didn't see what happened to the um, the OG Dungeons and Dragons guys. No, you guys. don't find out what happened to them. Because they're in the cage, aren't they, yeah. at the end? That's it. Well, no, they get into the cage, which is meant to be... It's meant to fall through, and there's meant to be another level. Yeah. And so it's meant to open up again. Yeah. And they just... They break it, don't they, by going through the gelatinous cube and coming Yeah, they the cheated. Yeah. Well, they didn't cheat. They played Dungeons & Dragons. You roll a dice and you do the thing. They Dungeons & Dragons did. Yeah. That, um... I'm a really big, like, really big fan of just, like, a group of people banding together to beat the shit out of someone. Just good times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good vibes at the end of that film. What's her face, lady? At the end, she's in something I've seen. She's evil. Because she has... They definitely kill her. She's an well. assassin in something, because yeah. she does... No, she was in Pacific Rim Uprising. She was the Russian... The Russian... Great movie. Well, <laughs> Great movie. <Good laughs> entirely <reference>. entirely <laughs> forgettable. Great fucking movie. movie. <laughs> I don't think there's been a movie more more forgettable... Then Pacific Rim Uprising. It was not good. The first film's so good. Good movie, Anne. Good choice of movie reference. Well, she wasn't in the first one. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> no, she wasn't. No. She was not in the first one, Anne. No. None of them. No one. Only Charlie Day was. Except Charlie Day and that English guy. Because they had. Who's the English guy? They had, I don't know, some guy. He was in an episode of Doctor Who. Because um, Charlie Hunnam didn't come back, did he? No, no. When they, you lose Charlie Hunnam, you probably should stop making movies. You only got movie. one Charlie. He <laughs> did. You got one of the Charlies. Not even Ron Perlman Not came even back. Ron Perlman, get, Ron Perlman lose, was in Dungeon Siege in the name of the King, lose, and he didn't. He was in Monster Hunter. Remember Monster Hunter? Yeah. That was that was less Never forgettable than, than Pacific Rim Two Uprising. Great movie reference, and good job there, bud. Wasn't there a bit where they like? What was you can say anything now. You can say anything now, and I. I'm trying to remember if there was anything cool hey, in that film. Hey, do you know what's cool about that film? Guess who was one of the lead characters? Guess who was one of the lead characters? I mean, um, Finn from. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, who was the it. other lead character? Who was the white guy? <laughs> Come on, he's very. He's got a very famous daddy. He is. The white guy. He's one of No, he is the white guy you hire if you want a white guy in your movie. The other Hemsworth. No, he was he was in Suicide Squad 2016. Oh, freaking Courtney. No, oh. Scott Eastwood. Oh, Scott Eastwood. Oh, god. <laughs> the most forgettable actor ever. I mean, <laughs> I don't think Clint Eastwood's ever cast him in one of his films. He has not. You are 
wasn't even in. Was he? He wasn't even in the the South African. So there was like a bunch of forgettable white guys in that movie. He could have been one of those forgettable white guys. Are you looking up Scott Eastwood's IMDb? But it, IMDb does this thing where it stops working sometimes. That's because it hasn't worked in a very long time. Probably since Amazon bought it. Fucking goddamn it! Just Google Scott Eastwood. That's the thing. I, I just want. He's in. He's in one thing where he's all right. He's usually all right, mate. He's usually all right. Oh yeah, because in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I said um, that. He was. He was one the... of the other guys. No, and in the you, team, you wasn't he? Bloody fool! In Suicide Squad, Scott Eastwood was alongside Killer Shark, one of the aquatic soldiers. Oh, he's in Fast X. Yes, he is. One, two. That's a forgettable white guy. Four, five. He's only been in five things since Pacific Rim. Uprising. Only yeah, five things. The most forgettable thing. In five years. Yeah, but Anne, Anne, I want you to just listen to what I'm going to say to you. These are words that you've used in the last few minutes. The most forgettable white guy in cinema was in a film that is the most forgettable film of the last ten years. What else have you found? Um, oh, was he in? Oh, he was in Invictus. No, he is. He's in. He's in. He's in Gran Torino as Scott Reeves. Oh, he wasn't a racist. Because he was in Eastwood Invictus. was like, you dare put my name Invictus. on that film. You dare. Yeah. Dare Sonny. He was in Invictus. Flags of Our Fathers. He's been in a couple of... No, he's been two Eastwood films. Yeah, Flags of Our Fathers is in Eastwood. Oh, wait, is this Invictus Eastwood? Yeah. Is in three? He's been in a few. I thought Flags of Our Fathers was a different director. So has Clint Eastwood stopped trying to make... Scott Eastwood a thing. ...happen? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Bachelor with Dogs and Scott Eastwood. There's an episode of the... Oh, he's, he's in some Bachelor... I don't know what that is. Longest Ride. Oh, he's in a Taylor Swift music video. Um, He's in Fast and Furious 8. But not Fast 9. Why was he not in Fast and Furious 9? Why is he in 8 and not 9? You've seen those films. What? Why uh, is he in Fast 8 and not Fast 9? Or Fast um, 10? Not Fast 9. Because he was a forgettable white guy and they just hired another forgettable white guy. Uh, by accident, playing the same character. They didn't realise. He was Lieutenant GQ Edwards in Suicide Squad. Who? Don't you remember Lieutenant GQ Edwards? He was one of the guys that was on... What's his face's team? Kinnaman's team. Yeah. You know Robocop? Yeah. Robocop remake. He was in Suicide Squad. Yeah, he was, yeah. 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 He was hired as a character actor to play an aquatic soldier. Yeah. When you have a man who's part crocodile. Yeah. In Suicide Squad 2016. Yeah. But the part crocodile man was just like a normal sized man. He was hired. To go into the water hmm. when you have an individual yeah. who can go into the water. Goes in the water as well. Who is the only person to survive going into the water in that movie? Croc. Yeah. Yeah. So why would you send other people? So there's something to get killed when during the action sequence. <laughs> there's no action sequence. They cut it from the movie because it's underwater. Oh. So you don't see him die? No, he just does the crocodile walk into the water. Oh. Do you not remember? He goes like, I've got this. I remember and he takes his, the hoodie off. And looks really small. Yeah, and then he does the little, he shuffles across the floor. Mm. Should have at least got someone bigger to play. I mean, you should have just CGI'd the character but. like King Shark. <laughs> All right. You're so saying the second my, one's better? Pun? You're saying the second one's better? Yeah, a lot yeah. better, yeah, somehow. Exactly. Who would have funk it? Oh. Actually having a film of colour and interesting things happening makes a better movie. Like King Shark. 
King Shark's good. Voiced by uh, Sylvester Stallone. Who's in life is a big guy. Played by Brian Prosane. Yeah, it is. Who yeah. is a big guy. And also, he also plays another person. He's in that film twice. Yay. Yeah. Um, okay. Was that your review? Yeah, Dungeons Dragons is good. <laughs> it's good. Good that you finally got around to Anyway, you know the... Like, they're doing that Stranger Things Transformer toy, right? And it's based on the fucking pizza van that no one cares about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't they just repaint one of the Diceling figures into a mind flat? Like, the Demogorgon. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That'd be yeah. a good idea. Yeah, this is this is the scene. It There's Scott Eastwood. There's Killer Croc. Like, he takes his hoodie off. Takes his hoodie off. Yeah. And then he goes, it's I got this. Small. I got his this. His head looks massive. But he's like, look, look, look. I got this, guys. Don't worry. That's how alligators <laughs> crocodiles move. He watched videos. <laughs> like the Flash watched a video he, of someone running. He went to a camp with Andy Serkis and Andy Serkis talk, taught him how to move like a crocodile. Speaking of the Flash, you watched that yet? You watched it before, didn't you? What, the film? Yeah. yeah I saw the film, yeah. How do you feel about it? Yeah. You're a bad person. Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> no, it wasn't. If you ignore Ezra Miller. The crimes. I like the fact that there are certain people on Wikipedia that when you look up their bio, it's got that little tab that says controversy, controversies and like and like crimes. Yeah, I like it when you press that and there's a separate separate Wikipedia page of the go to for their crimes. Ezra Miller's one of those people. Oh, insane! What about Woody Allen? Woody Allen is also one of those. I people. I think he's just got the one controversy. Mm. Do they put the Morgan Freeman one on there? The one where he hit a woman? No, Morgan Freeman married his adopted granddaughter. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. Is he still married to her? I think so. How old was she? Like, they adopted her, like, like years ago. Which is ago. a baby. Ah, yeah. Personal life. Uh, Morgan was married to Jeanette Edouard until 1979 and subsequently married Myrene Collie Lee on June 16th. The couple separated in 2017. Yeah. Uh, Morgan has four children. Freeman and Collie Lee also raised Freeman's step-granddaughter from his first marriage, Adina Hines. On August 16th, 2015, 33-year-old Hines was murdered in New York City. Oh, shit. That's horrible. Uh, Freeman was injured in an automobile crash. Freeman joined President Clinton, published an investigation in which eight women accused Freeman of being overly flirtatious by making... Inappropriate comments on the set for set of his films. Which films? Uh, it doesn't say. Do you want to find out which ones? No, but you should review something. Okay, my next review is going to be Shitface Shakespeare, a London production of uh, more theatre stuff. You shut freaking, the fuck up! You freaking pretentious. Like, well, you've made me forget the play now, Anne. Shitface Shakespeare. Shitface Shakespeare. They did a performance of Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, he played Coxcone. Who? The character fucking Michael Keaton played in the Kenneth Branagh Much Do About Nothing from 1997? Five? Who, what's the character's name? Coxcone. Coxcone? I think so. Are you sure it's not Claudio? No, there's they're not Italians in Much Do About Nothing. Yeah, they are. Most fucking Shakespeare plays, Fair Verona is Romeo and Juliet. The he's Montagues never, and the Capulets. He's never friggin' been to Italy. 
He's a big liar. So basically, Shitface Shakespeare is like a comedy show where you have five people performing a Shakespeare play and... Oh, sorry, six people performing a Shakespeare play. Yeah. And the thing is that one person is drunk. And then throughout the play... You have to guess who's drunk. No, no, no. Throughout the play, certain audience members have instruments. When they play the instrument, the uh, director or like the... He, he basically manages the play and tries to keep it on track as much as he can. But he will pour a pour a pint for the person who's drinking on that night. And they then... We, we watched that down the pint during the performance. It was quite entertaining. But, like, they've got, like, bottles and stuff set up. So they just, like, pop the top, pour it in, done. Um, and, yeah, it's just... It's really fun. It's just... It's a lot of people improvising Shakespeare dialogue and trying to get through scenes when one person is trying to derail the whole play. Because the person who is getting drunk, they start off trying to do Shakespeare, and then once they get to the point where they're like, they're being told, look, you have to... Oh, a coxcomb is a, a hat that a fool wears. Well, there you go. And that's... Because Dogberry, that's Michael Keaton's character, yeah, 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 yeah. is the fool. Oh. They, yeah. Okay. That's what I remember it from. I remember it from school. Okay. Cool. Good job, man. Good job. Well done. So, um... Yeah, so went to go see this. I wasn't expecting much. I, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm a bit of a seat filler when it comes to when it comes to the theatre. So I usually buy cheap seats. So when the celebrity moves, you jump into their seat so it doesn't look bad on them. Basically, I'm I'm on like a few websites where if there's like if the play hasn't sold as many tickets as they want, they'll sell a few for cheaper prices to fill seats. Yeah, and so I get like five pound theatre tickets to go see stuff like this. So I bought two tickets. Not expecting much. It was just going to be a fun Friday night. Maybe go get a drink in London, go grab food, go watch a play. Um, and I ended up having a really fucking good time. Really yeah. funny, really clever. A lot of the a lot of the jokes do just become dick and fart jokes. Um, and like... I mean, that's Shakespeare. Yeah. And a lot of the play just gets derailed so quickly. The drunk performer was the one playing Beatrice, which is the, the sort of shrewish cousin who doesn't want to get married, and Claudio and Hero are the two that are in love. Do they tame this true? It's not that play, Anne. Oh. Good, cl- closer, closer. Was that 10 uh, Things I Hate About You? Yeah, that's 10 Things I Hate About You. So, and it, and it was really like, so basically one of my favourite moments when the whole thing got derailed was there's a moment where they're um, accusing people of like certain like, certain, like subterfuge and deception. Mm. And, uh, and one character is like, is meant to be giving like like being like no 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 it's not me and then suddenly the drunk woman was like was like look if you want to show your strength in front of people why don't you do ten push ups right now and he's like I don't I, don't, I, I didn't think this is in the original book and then and then she just basically addresses the audience because she's allowed to break the four four whilst the others are meant to be trying to perform Shakespeare she's like doesn't everybody want him to do ten push ups he looks like a strong guy he could do ten push ups so the audience starts cheering and clapping and the guy just got down and started doing ten push ups. And like about seven, he started doing one arm push ups just to show off. So that would kill me. <laughs> and then the rest of the the rest of the crew had to recover from this. And the drunk woman kept referencing the push ups. And then Hero, the the woman playing Hero, was like, was like, I mean, I'd be a lot more attracted to Claudio if he did ten push ups right now. And the crew, went, Whoa! and then he was like, I'm not doing ten fucking push ups like that. And um, part of the whole thing, I'm much to do about nothing, is there's like a plot to make Hero seem like. She has been sleeping with someone else, and that she isn't pure. And then Hero is meant to, uh, then Claudio is meant to go. I don't want to. I don't want to marry her anymore because she's a bitch. She fucks other people. And so they had an audience member. They were like, "Does anyone want to play my Margaret?" And he goes, oh, 
you, you could be my Margaret. And they put a dress on this poor dude from the front row. And he's like, when I say Margaret, you'll come up on stage and you'll play a very brief part. Now, I just want you to, when you're playing that part, I need you to give me like a cheeky nickname. You can't say my name. You need to give me a cheeky nickname. And the the guy was just like, um, daddy? And he goes, and the guy goes, oh, okay. And the crowd was fucking losing it at this point. He goes, okay, daddy it is. Um, it takes on a whole different vibe when there's a question mark on the end. <laughs> and he's like, okay, you go sit there. And he's still wearing this dress that goes down there. And I was expecting it just to be like a little bit of playful, like they bring him up and he just has to be like making noises and stuff. And so they bring him up and, and it comes to the moment where it's like, where, where Claudio's standing at the balconies, looking up and Hero's doors are open. And, uh, and what's going to happen is the Count is going to pretend to be fucking Hero with, with Margaret. <gasps> and that's going to be like, he's going to be like, oh, I heard fucking up there. And so they pull the curtains closed. The guy goes back and he's like, okay, okay, you ready? This is your big scene now. And they give him a microphone. You can hear him on the mic. And then the curtains come apart. And Claudio is at the front stage and he's looking and he just sees Count fucking <laughs> this blow up doll viciously. And then backstage is this guy going, Daddy! Oh no, Daddy! Daddy! <laughs> and then the curtains close. And they don't tell the guy backstage the curtains are closed. So he's still going, Oh no, Daddy! Daddy, please! <laughs> and Claudio's at the front. He just turns to the audience and goes, Oh, my eyes! That image is burned into thine eyes! It doesn't usually last this long! <laughs> The audience just loses their mind. It was just, it was fantastic. Like it's, it really is like such a good, such a good play. And everybody does just like go with it. It's like, just with more plays. Why don't they do it with Lima Rob? One of them is drunk. It's just one of the kids. Well, just one of them's drunk. Just, there's a cast of like, there's a cast of like 20 in Lima's. Yeah. So it'd be hard to get one person drunk. You'd have to get half the cast drunk. No, just have a kid. One, cause it's kid <laughs> just the kid drunk. One of the kids <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Comes out and vomits on stage. Well, that Daniel Radcliffe one where he. Equinix. The, the horse. And what was it? Equix? Um, yeah, just spring back to Spider Man, turn out the dark. <laughs> the pyrotechnics. Spider Man's drunk. <laughs> comes down hung on the road. It's like, that's the third Spider Man we've lost. It's the third Spider Man we've lost. No, we've got clones. We haven't even just... got to pass the matinee. We've like, never done two PM showings. Peter's hung himself. Someone called Ben. <laughs> Fucking Andy Sandberg's like, I'm quitting. How many clones um, have we got? So yeah, so shitface, shitface Shakespeare, really fucking good. And they do like shitface showstoppers. So this year they're doing a play. I think it's October to November, which is going to be um, uh, Christmas Carol, which must be really fun if you get a drunk Scrooge. Because the whole play is just fucking gone. No, you want Tiny Tim. <laughs> in this one, so there's meant to be like, there's meant to be a scene in which two people fight. How many ghosts is Scrooge visited by? <laughs> Three. Four, you fucking idiot. It's four ghosts. It's four fucking ghosts. Past, present, future. Who tells them the ghosts are going to turn up? The bo- ghost of Bob Cratchit. Great, and Everyone gets that wrong. Isn't that past? No. No, it's the separate ghost. The ghost warns him first, and then the three ghosts turn up. You know why everybody gets it wrong, Anne? Because no one fucking cares, mate. Should care. He's haunted by his own past. Michael Caine didn't put on 
a friggin' lifetime best performance opposite Muppets <laughs> for you to. That's still one of my favourite Christmas movies of all time. It's a cr- it's an incredible movie. How dare you laugh? Carol Kane, yeah, didn't put on a lifetime best performance as the ghost of Christmas. Which one? Was she past future. Past. Yeah. In for you-, you to forget that there was another ghost. So yeah, Shitface Shakespeare. Really recommend it. Um, I, I know I only spent like £5 per ticket, but it's like £30 normally. It's, it's worth it. It's a really good time. Mm. Really, really fun. And the audience, like if you get a good audience, um, I think that it's even funnier because everybody does participate. Everybody gets involved. They clap and cheer and stuff. You know, and the instrument thing's quite fun because it just, there was, there's a moment in the second, the second act, or the mm. second half, sorry, not the second act. There's a moment in the second half where, um, where the guy hands someone a tambourine and he says, listen, it's very important now. Not only will the person who's drinking get a drink when you when you shake this tambourine, also pyrotechnics to the amount of three pounds twenty will go off. Oh, sweet! It's quite impressive. So just keep that for when someone does something really good. Yeah, and uh, I can't even remember the moment they did, but they, they did it. And these confetti cannons just went off, and I completely had forgotten about the pyrotechnics. That went, so it went, poof, like that, and I was like, oh. I'd save it for the most in, inopportune moment. Oh, it's when it, it was moment. chaos. It was absolute chaos when it happened. It mm. was not Shakespeare. I'd wait for the moment where it just gets a little bit quiet. And I was here thinking. <laughs> there wasn't really a quiet moment. Uh, she, she, the person who was playing Beatrice just fucking reveled in it, being able to do whatever she wants. Like she was in scenes she shouldn't have been in. There was a moment where, like, there's a scene in the forest where one character's eavesdropping. She she did not throw up everywhere. Oh, what's the point there? But apparently that has happened in the past. Sweet. Because they run around a lot. Um, yeah, it was quite it good. falls over and smacks her head and they just have to leave her there. <laughs> it's like blood. Because the show must pool. go on There's legally. blood slowly pooling. Yeah. <laughs> People slipping. There was... Um, so the ending, there's normally a sword fight, but she just came on stage and she just killed everyone. She was yeah. like, this is what you get for talking about my cousin. And she stabbed everyone. So Sounds clearly, like she was quite tempestuous. Yeah. Yeah. So she wasn't shrewish, you're saying. The Tempest is a... I know, I know, Anne. I know. I was referencing another Shakespeare play that you referenced earlier. Yeah, yeah. God damn it, Anne. Stay on board. I'm pretty good at referencing. You're pretty good at referencing, but bad at noticing when I'm referencing stuff. Mm. Um, Yeah, no, really recommended, though. Really entertaining. Like, I was was surprised. Like I said, it it was one of those things where I was... I went in very low expectations. I came out, I had such a fucking good time. And it like it's one of those plays that really makes you appreciate how much fun it looks to like be in a play and do this sort of shit. I think if you enjoy that sort, of, I hate fucking attention seekers, actors, I disgusting. hate attention, bunch hate of liars. <laughs> That's all they are, fucking actors. Are you? Uh, is this a reference to to? Uh, is this a reference to that Tim Allen film Galaxy Quest? Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. That's the question. Yeah. Actors, tell him like you've done a child. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a Cape Blanchard. I've really enjoyed it. By Grabfar's hammer. <laughs> yeah. You will be avenged. Yeah. Alan Rickman wasn't avenged, was he? Tim Allen avenged him by doing another Santa Claus. Your review, Ant. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Did you just finished today? Today. I know, Ant. Why don't you tell me? I watched it. Carmen Rider Gates. The current, otherwise, this. I watched Shin Carmen Rider after your recommendation the other day. Yeah, I watched it. I watched you know, it. you know about Shin Carmen Rider. Yeah, I know all about Shin Carmen Rider. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Lots of warehouses and uh, that's where Carmen Rider set. 
and quarries. That's where Carmen Riders happened. In warehouses and quarries. Yeah. I like that... The final battle in Carmen Rider Gates was in a big warehouse. Was it? Yeah. Oh, anyway, Carmen like- Rider Gates. So this is the past year series. It's themed around Battle Royale games. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so there's like... There's this organisation called the DGP. They yeah. run these games. It like locks off an area of the city with a dome. And they have a Battle Royale. Monsters turn up. The riders have to fight the monsters, but if they're killed by the monsters, they're eliminated. And there's other rules and stuff. Yeah, they die permanently, apparently. I mean, that's elimination enough, isn't it? Yeah. But there's ways of being eliminated from the game, you know, keeping your life, but you forget everything. Um, Oh. But they run these games, and whoever wins the game gets a wish granted. And it kind of, you think at the start, it's going to be like the whole series arc. Whoever, someone at the end is going to get the wish and all this. But it wasn't that. It was more sort of like they went through cycles. So the show... It's a year long, but it's like every seven, eight weeks or so, a cycle of games will end. So it'll do that, someone will get their wish, and then the next part of the story is the effects of that wish playing out. So it might be like someone, um, Ace, the main character, who's Carmen Rider Gates, who's um, this impossibly talented, brilliant at everything sort of guy, who's not really the main character as such. Like he's the, the show's focus is on Gates. Everyone revolves around him, Yeah, but he's like... The impossibly brilliant character that the main characters have to deal with all the time. Because the show's really about a guy called Kawa. Um But yeah, Gates wishes that everyone in the world knows who he is and that he's famous after the first one. And you sort of go, that's a bit of a weird, sort of egotistical wish. And apparently he's been winning for years. Oh, he's okay. just constantly been winning the game. It's pissing off the bosses. Um And you find out there's reasons for it. He's, he wants his mother to come back. He never found his mother... But there's a massive plot twist with that. It's really the plot twists in this show really are massive, ridiculous plot twists that you like. You'll get the the little inferences of what they are as the mm. show goes on. There is little clues along the way. And you'll think, they wouldn't do that. That's going too far. But no. No, Ace Ace as a character. Spoilers for midway through the season. Um, he's been around for 2,000 years. He just resurrects with all his memories intact every time he dies. So he's died before, lived since Roman times um, and stuff. He's got a little Roman coin that he carries with him that he somehow kept on to, even though he resurrects somewhere different all the time. Um, and he's been looking for his mother who died 2,000 years ago. Um, or did she? But um, it's a kind of fun thing. Everyone's after their wishes. They all get whatever they want granted. They can. There's certain wishes they can't do. They can't bring people back. They can't. No, it's not not bring people back. For them. There's certain wishes that are invalid if they write them down. Doesn't doesn't happen. But um, it's a fun series. You get lots of riders, loads of calm riders, and every now and every time they do the new cycle, there's like a bunch of new riders get introduced. It's usually there is cannon fodder to be taken out. Mm. Um, there's like this old man who's a rider in one of the cycles, and he's kind of a bit useless and stuff, but he helps out in one of the battles. Gets like a helicopter. Did he used thing. to be a rider though? No, no, no. He's just an old man. They, they pick people at random. Sort of at random. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of strings being pulled behind the scenes, and there's like a reveal as it goes along. This is actually like a TV show for people in the future. They you know they they pick a period of history, and they and have they these tournaments. Someone. They have these tournaments going on that they watch and they manipulate from behind the scenes, and you know for their own entertainment, they want to see people getting killed and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, do they have like? Do they find ways to like manipulate it so they get people from certain times that know more about? No, 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 no. It's all just them. Okay. It's just them for this time. There's no, there's no time, no, no time travel except for the people from the future, the supporters. 
they they support their rider, their favourite rider. They can they can give them gifts like bent bonus items and stuff like that. Because when they kill a monster, if they complete certain quests, they have like hidden quests that they might not know about. Yeah. So it might be save a bunch of civilians from the monsters. An item will drop, and it'll be like a bonus item they can use. Because oh. they're they're the whole gimmick is they have the belt, and it's got like two slots on it to plug items into. One slot gives you something on the top half, other slot gives you something on the bottom half. So it might be like your top half is like Fox Theme, the bottom half is like a speed boost. That's what Gates use all the time. Oh, right. I see. So it's like, it's a bit like equipping the best stats. Yeah. Yeah. And they get power ups and they have a thing that can revolve the belt around and it makes the top and bottom half switch around. And it does this animation where they sort of rotate on the spot and their arms become their legs and their head pops up out of the back. So it's almost like that that belt that they had, that you had, the one with the coins. Was that a camera right? That's got a clock. Oh. That just spins just because it's a clock. But um, yeah, they sort of rotate around. They use that really cleverly in some of the fights and hide it in clever ways. Because it's CGI when they rotate, obviously, because it's a weird thing to do. Yeah. But there's times like in one of the fights where a guy's about to get punched in the face and he activates it so his head just disappears as he turns upside down. Or um, there was one fight where it's all like shot like a one-up. Yeah. And Gates does a cartwheel. And as he goes through the cartwheel, activates it as he's going through the cartwheel... And there's like one of the monsters gets in the way and he comes out from the other side of the monster in the new form. Oh. And it's just like cleverly two shots stitched together. Yeah. But they just put the effect overlay on there. Don't use the CGI. Just show him doing a cartwheel and coming out the other side in the new form. Cleverly done. Yeah, um, they don't need to do like any weird transitions or anything. It's no, just no. Done. They do a lot. There's a lot of the time it is just like a CGI thing. Mm. CGI is still ropey. But um, they keep doing all these massive action sequences, some of which like broke my brain a little bit trying to figure out how they shot them. Because the alternative is... Cause I would expect them to do it really cheaply, but then they're doing stuff that really cheap ways of doing it wouldn't work on. Mm. Like people being frozen in time and everyone moving around them. And I'm like, the cheap ways to get everyone to stand still. But they're doing weird stuff in there that's like, I wouldn't think would be possible. But they keep doing all these massive effects moments that like feel like a TV show like this shouldn't be able to pull off. Like loads of really long one shot action sequences. Like with Gates riding a bike around inside a building, it's like turns into a CGI bike as he shoots up walls and rides around the place slashing all the monsters to pieces and then sliding into frame in the real bike and then freaking popping off in another direction and all this sort of stuff. Like, all cleverly done things. It's kind of good. It's a decent show. It's not the best Carmen Rider thing. It's definitely, like... It's upper tier, but it's not, like, in A or S tier. Is it yeah. Really? It's like it's just good fun. But the second half of the show kind of starts fall, you know, falling apart and stuff. It gets... The cycles start to happen quicker. Like sometimes it's only like three weeks or so of this game and then something changes and then the the last part is just constantly the villains trying to, oh, this is the real final one. We're going to wipe out the entire world because when they're done with something, they eliminate the world from existence, apparently. That's their thing when they're done, when they're bored of it. And they're like, oh, we're going to eliminate the world so it doesn't exist anymore and it'll be completely reset and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, you, you've done that like seven or eight times. And characters keep dying and getting brought back. Because they're not going to kill off one of the main characters, one of the main riders. They do a big, like, this rider's never going to be a rider ever again. And then, like, the next week it's like, oh, we wished him back into the game. He's back now. Oh, he's back in? Yeah. Come on back in! And that happens on the final episode as well. Freaking, <laughs> um, Because the second to last episode ends with a cliffhanger with a gun pointed at Gates' head. <gasps> Will he survive being shot in the face? Um, Fingers crossed. But it's, it does it a lot. But, um, Find out next week. But there's some good characters. Kay was good. He's like the main character. He's like a down-to-earth guy who's just like, he's looking for a job. He just wants world peace. He wants the world to be nice. He wants to protect his sister. 
um, the mum and dad isn't with them anymore and all this. You find out why during the series. Of course, it's all tied into the games. Um, his sister becomes a rider for a little while as well. Oh. Um, but he just wants world peace and he's just like a good, honest guy who wants to help out, but he hasn't got any power and he's sort of learning how to get power for himself and make things happen. Um, then there's Neon. Neon. She's called Neon. Her name's not Neon, but she's like a influencer on social media. She does dancing videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the people who create the show have never looked at social media and that's all they know. So all it takes. She just dances to a music video in a dress. Um, she's got bodyguards, one, both played by American actors, uh, American guys who have been in Power Rangers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but... Um, yeah, she's like super famous and her dad is like his, owns this massive expensive company and there's like a really, really dark backstory to her and plot twist that comes up like properly like darker than you'd expect for a kid's show. Yeah. Um, but she's like what, sort of the heart of the show. She's the one you, you like seeing her succeed and getting her because the plot twist is pretty brutal. Um, then there's the other guy, Buffer, who um, witnessed his best friend getting killed in the Kamen Rider games when he was trapped inside one of the events. And they, everyone inside the event, if any civilians are ki- uh, injured or killed or anything like that, it just gets reset after the game because they're not part of the game. So they get brought back to life. And he you know, witnessed this thing going on, forgets it. When he becomes a rider, he remembers it because that's what how it works, apparently. If you've got the rider core, you remember all the events involving the DGP. And he like determined to wipe out all Kamen Riders because they must be bad. Because all they're doing is causing fights and stuff. And he turns evil for a while and then turns good and redemption arcs and all that sort mm. of stuff. He turns into a big buffalo with a zombie thing going on. He's <laughs> got a buffer zombie. Um, but it's good. And there's another one called Punk Jack who turns up every now and again. He sort of comes in and out of the show all the time. He's like sort of a rock star type guy who likes to cause chaos. And he's like a hired gun for the early parts of the show. Wearing a big old pumpkin teddy bear helmet. So it's like a teddy bear. Oh, like an onion knight. Like a teddy bear, but it's a pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a wacky character. He doesn't get much development. I feel like they're probably going to do like his own little mini spin-off thing because they do endless spins off. But it's good fun. It's fine. The ending's quite nice. It's quite, you know, it's all right. I think if they'd not fluffed up some of the characters so much in the last half, it would have hit harder. Yeah. But it's a decent enough show. I enjoyed it. It's not in my top five Carmen Riders, but it's decent enough. And the new one starts next week, which is called Karma Rider Got Chard. I don't know what a Got Chard is, but his, his catchphrase is apparently I Gotcha. And um, it's card based. I thought there was like Got Chard as in the green leafy vegetable. Yeah, maybe. 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 He, but he's got, he's got cards, puts two cards together to bake his rider form or something. I don't know. I'll watch it next week, I guess. Maybe I'll stick with it. But this is the first one I've actually watched all the way through, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Carmen Rider. How has it been watching each week? It's quite good. I think Gates would probably work really well as like mini binges. Like if you watch one round of the DGP at DGP games at a time. How many episodes is it? 50? 49. That was one off. You couldn't have just said yeah. yes. It's quite a long series for Carmen Rider. Yeah, it is because normally mm. it's 20, 22. No, no, normally it's like 46. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. It's always a year. The shortest series is um, Amazon and Decade. They're the shortest ones. Oh, okay. But so it's rare they go much long. They go past fifty. Like they usually stop at like forty-six to forty-eight thereabouts. Hmm. But um, nah, solid show. They got a movie coming out soon. A spin-off thing that focuses on Buffer. So that'll be happening. I guess I'll watch that. But I didn't watch the last two Carmen Rider series because Saber looked like every time it's just so flat as shit. That series was 
every time I saw an episode of it, it was completely lifeless. And Revice, I just I didn't care about it. I just couldn't be bothered. That one didn't it didn't didn't hook me in any way. Yeah. But um yeah, solid stuff. At the same time, Super Sentai did a mid season finale and next week's jumping forward two years and they got an entirely new set of villains like they do in the series too. Mm. It's kind of an interesting thing to do. Never done that before in Super Sentai. Um they so this week they just had two big finales going on at the same time. One off the other, which is oh, kinda of neat. That's weird. Last year when Carmen Ryder ended, when yeah. Revice ended Don Brothers decided it's their finale as well, and it was like a clip show thing, but it was like them taking the piss, deciding who's the best Don Brother for the whole episode. And I think they did something similar with Gates when Don Brothers ended as well. I think they did a clip show in Gates, but they were like messing about with it a bit at the same time. It's fun stuff. But anyway, um, Can't Ride Gates is good. Cool. Yeah. They it have sounds done, good. <coughs> they've done toys that transform and do the revolve thing. Oh, really? Yeah, with well, their arms oh, become I the legs and stuff. I guess they only have, like, select, select um, yeah. things they can change into. Um, it's kind of neat. I like, the belt. I like the belt that's got the bike handle on it, and you rev it. Yeah. The one that speeds you up, you go, vroom, 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 like that. It'd be cool if they did cool. ones that, like, you could snap together different legs and tops. Well, the toys can do that sort of thing. Oh, can they? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you get different. If you got, like, the different... One, you can just swap the legs around, I think, if I remember rightly. But it's similar to... Um, they've done that gimmick before, the half-and-half half thing, like come ride a double and build. So they, they do it a lot. I don't know. They should come up with something new, fuckers. I would like a Carmen Rider belt that doesn't have things you plug into it all the time. I want an old-fashioned, boring one. But not the one that was for Carmen Rider Black Sun, because that thing's like 400 quid. Have you seen that one? You didn't watch no. Black Sun, did you? No, I didn't know. Black Sun's fantastic. But the belt they did is like this highly mechanical lights and sounds and it's animatronic, it moves around and it's activated by hand movements. Like you don't you don't touch it, you you have to do the henshin pose yeah. over it. And it swipes it and then that activates the the stages of the transformation. It's four hundred quid. Yeah, of course it is, because it's got a fucking sensor and a lot of other shit in it to make it work. Um sorry, I'm just I'm just Anyway, your view. I was looking at the analog pocket again. I oh, And I found out that it runs games off of GB Studio, which is the thing that that's I That's built into it, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that I use to make my my thing concept game. All right. To do. Yeah. There's already a thing game. It's on PS2. No, this was like a Game Boy Or oh, are you talking thing as in from Adam's family? No, no, the thing as in uh, the thing. Uh. I was trying to make a game that worked on the worked on GB Studio, and I was just wondering if I had ported it, so I was just looking through some of the some stuff on here. I didn't. So I'm just wondering if I still got it. Mm. But I sold my Windows PC, didn't I? Yeah. I've only got my Mac now. Oh, let's make it again. I have to make it again. Um, it's got a music maker thing on it. it. Does, I couldn't yeah, figure out how to use it. I was really bad at it. Um, anyway, so I'm going to stop looking at the analog pocket because I'm going to end up buying one in like five minutes if I keep looking at it. I mean, it'd be 340 quid with my staff discount. No, because I'm not going to buy it an inflated price to give CEX money. Yeah, you could buy it from the website, yeah. pay the inflated um, delivery charge, and then the import tax. Well, it's £222 with the interest charge, with the delivery charge. Yeah, then you got the import tax. And then tax the import tax will be like £40. Mm. So £262 is still far cheaper yeah. than £400. And, um, my last review, and what do you think it's going to be? Um, Come on, mate. AIDS. 
Well, I have had AIDS for the last decade. It's been a difficult... No, shut the fuck up, man. I'm not even going to make a joke about AIDS. I almost did. That was a trap. You're trying to get me It's okay now. It's... What's up? It's okay to make jokes about AIDS now. Luke. It's okay. It's okay, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Can't believe you do Do you that. feel ashamed of yourself? No. You should. Um, my last review is going to be the biggest movie currently out... I went to the cinema, and what movie do you think I saw when I say the biggest movie out right now? I went to go see it. Is it Sound of Freedom? You're going to talk about Sound of Freedom? No, I'm not going to fucking talk talk about about Sound Sound of Freedom, Freedom. because we're not going to give any fucking advertisement to that piece of shit movie. They said that movie made millions and millions at the cinema, but the media don't want you to know about it. So here's the thing about the Sound of Freedom in the UK. They're trying to get one day of box office, like, supremacy. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, one of my cousins... Like posted a Facebook thing about how important it is you should watch this movie. So it's really funny because easy to trick. They're giving away free tickets to it. No oh, man. Somehow, that's I reckon that's how they're going to do. It. They're going to buy tickets given away. That's what they did in America. They yeah, yeah. The rich people but, are buying up the tickets and then no one turns up to watch it. But this is actually run by the production company, so you can yeah. sign up on their website and get it's a, a freaking Ponzi scheme. It is a Ponzi scheme. Freaking, it's an absolute fucking a money scheme. laundering thing, whatever we call it. Fucking. Yeah, I really didn't upload the game I made. I'm Does it really matter if your film made 500 million if 500 million worth of people didn't go watch it? It's a tax write-off. Of course it does. It's yeah. how they make money. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, sorry. I'm still looking for my game that I made. What's I the film you're reviewing? Oh, yeah, sorry. I went to go see The Meg 2, The Trench. Oh. oh. So, have you seen The Meg, Ant? Yeah, I saw The Meg. Yeah, what do you think of The Meg? It's all right. Yeah. Good so, film. when I tell you that The Meg 2 is more of The Meg... Hmm but in a way that I was completely not expecting, and also directed by Ben Wheatley. Yeah. Ben Wheatley, director of The Kill List, Yeah. and In the Earth, Yeah. has made a big-budget action movie. My James Cameron made a film about piranhas. How is that any different from The Abyss? I mean, it was his first film. How so. is that any different from The Abyss? It's exactly the same film. Piranhas, exactly. Piranhas Underwater. Piranhas. Fish, yeah. Yeah. same movie. Yeah. You fucking philistine! How do you not know about his fish oeuvre? Um, so I watched the Meg to the trench. Now, Anne, when I tell you in the first twenty minutes of this film, there are two words that are said separately about forty times. What two words do you think they said? Meg. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. And the other word. What? Do you, what other word do you think they said a lot? Um, Station savings. I can't. No. Uh, it's in the title. The? No, almost. Meg. No, you got that one already. Two. No, close. The? You tried that one already. Trench. There we go. Okay. So they say Meg and Trench about 40 times in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, but that's because you have to know the Meg's in the trench. So, do you remember Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? A film that a lot of people don't like. Oh, no, I did watch that one. It's Dominion I didn't watch. A lot of people didn't like that film because they said it didn't really know what kind of film it wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. It was two different films. Yeah. The Meg 2 Trench is two different films. Oh, sweet. It starts out the first hour. big shark? There's many big sharks. Of course, I'm there. They they talk about big sharks, or Megs as they're aptly called. Yeah, because they're bigger than sharks. bigger things. So they talk about Megs as flippantly as you or I would talk about the air we breathe, the water we drink, or the sky we see. Mm. I don't tend to talk about... Every morning you start by saying, I love the Mm. air I breathe, the water I drink, and the sky I see as I leave the house. They're all the same thing, really. They are, they're all H2O. 
in different forms. H2O and mm. calm down now. So the Meg 2 the Meg 2 for the first hour is a survival adventure where people mm. are trying to cross the floor of the ocean after an accident leaves them stranded in their submersibles right. to a station to get in and then hopefully may- release them escape pods and it's get, to get trapped in the submersible wouldn't it they get trapped in the submersible than, you know instantly crushing oh yeah no these are well made oh. these aren't these aren't coffins oh. these are well made actually in the first one which starts leaking Jason Statham thumbs it yeah he puts gum on it yeah yeah because that's how you do it yeah that'd be fine they didn't do that in the one if you put we... on they just made... yeah they were all rich they yeah. didn't do it on the, on the they should have done it in the second before it yeah because they weren't chewing gum because they're too rich hmm they got those magic teeth that can't they yeah. can't chew food. They have yeah. to drink space food. They're chewing altoids. Yeah. <laughs> Smints. Yeah. The expensive version of, of gum. Um so yeah, so basically, yeah, they get trapped underwater, they have to cross the ocean floor to get to this little area and they're gonna go up in the safety pods. Great, fine. Really nice. It's really well made. Hmm. And it's like really good, like nice little, like charming cast. Jason Statham. I don't know why he has so much charisma. He just seems to have charisma. He's like never great in anything. He just like, you kind of, it's okay watching him on screen. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Jason Statham. Um, that's his voice. That's how he sounds. Um, and he's crossing the ocean floor to get to the submersibles. They get it. They get into this big place and it's like, whoa, this has become a fight for survival against terrorists. Yeah. Because terrorists have taken over the upstairs place, the place they work with, the Megs. Yeah. And they've got to get up there. So they get up there and they get they get to the they get back to the ship and they're like, terrorists. Where the sharks come into this? Shut up, I'm getting there. Yeah. Calm down. You're like a Meg. Just snap a little bit for a bit of stafe and bum. Calm down. The Megs. Right? So the people down there. The bad people that blew up a canyon that trapped the two submersibles, they've been stealing precious minerals from below the ice layer that kept the Megs trapped. That's how the Megs were hidden for so long. Oh. Right? But the bomb that they blew up to cause the avalanche to trap the submersibles, that's blown a fucking hole in the ice stuff. They're just putting a hole in the submersible. That's just blown the, the hole in the ice stuff. Yeah. So the Megs are getting out. Oh, right on top of the ice. On top of the ice. They're just flying. In the normal water. Yeah. So, and they go to a place called Fun Island. Where? Fun Island. Fun Island. Yeah. Comes up with a title that says Fun Island. Oh. Now, the terrorists are pretty swiftly dispatched by Jason Seven once he gets up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Megs help them escape to Fun Island, hmm. at which point they have to try and save the people on Fun Island. It's a holiday vacation spot. Oh, that's why it's called Fun Island. That's why it's called Fun Island. Yeah. And then there's a giant squid. And there's these tadpole-like Wait, dinosaurs. So this is Megalodon versus... Um... A giant squid. Yeah, that's that's one of the... No, no, no. And you're thinking too binary. This is a it's giant squid versus Jason Statham versus terrorists oh. versus Megs. Oh. And then a friendly Meg. It's a fatal four-way. And then a friendly Meg. Oh. Yeah. Megan. <gasps> my freaking so yeah it's uh, it's pretty fun you know it's uh, not a great film but no. it flies by two hours just flies by it's well directed there's like one of the one of the things that I keep keep having issues with in films is like there are moments where they could be filming on a set and they choose to green screen it 
and it's very noticeably like a CGI environment. And it's like, not so much like, I know that people complain about CGI all the time when it's not obvious in things like Avengers yeah, or even Oppenheimer or like Barbie because there's visual effects and everything. But there's like, there are moments where they pick what is a box standard location that they could just shoot in and they choose to do it on a green screen. Yeah, but you could also like, they're still doing shooting all these films under COVID rules. So if you get everyone to a massive warehouse where there's big green screens and, and volume sets, and, and everyone's on one location. You know we're an anti-vax podcast now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the pandemic isn't spoken about here, mate. It never happened. There was no... It was Hollywood were trying to get your money for vaccines into babies. Control the babies to stop the Jewish space laser and cause us all to die after two years from the vaccine. But that got held off because we know. We know about the two Let's years. The plan. So now it's four years. Yeah. Because we've got the 5G in us. You know this shit. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. I just went on Facebook for five minutes earlier and I'm just, I've learned a lot in that time. Russia are the good guys. <laughs> How? Please don't cut this out and post as if it's my actual opinions. I'm making a YouTube short right now. <laughs> I'm going to animate it. <laughs> this is, this is, I want to just quickly say, that was all parody. If you believe that, you're a fucking moron. That's fine. You can be a fucking moron. You don't need my permission to be a fucking moron because you're already a fucking moron if you believe in things like pandemics and shit where like people say, it was your you're all a fucking idiot. Like, have you noticed how no one who's an expert in any of those fields is part of your movement? Because they're not fucking morons like you. Anyway, that's besides the point. Back to the Meg. So, yeah. So, there's a lot of scenes um, in this where, surprisingly, shot on locations. Ooh. Um, obviously, stuff where they're walking around in the bottom of the seat, not a location. But once they get into the little station, they've got a nice little set. Station. Station. Smokey and the Bandit Free. Smokey is the Bandit. I get to do my thing. I'm going to sing it. You may be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later, you dance with the reaper. He plays double bass. Um, you sank my battleship. Best two out of five. Best two out of three. As Colonel Mustard in the dining room with the candlestick. No! It was Professor Plum! Um, anyway, sorry, yeah, so the Meg 2. Yeah, there's some really nice, like, Cliff Curtis is in this. And he's charming as always. Who doesn't like Cliff Curtis? Oh, yeah, he's the one with the sideburns. He's, what? He's always got sideburns. What? No. Yeah, the vegan, one of the vegan friggin' police officers in Scott Pilgrim. No! Cliff Curtis, the Maui fucking actor who's in everything. Cliff Curtis. He's the guy from, who was with, in Scott Pilgrim. That's also Cliff Curtis, I think. That's Cliff Curtis. No, not him. That's the one I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about the... Who's, he looks like a Cliff. The the one from Scott Pilgrim. It must be. One second, let me just quickly... You know what I mean. I'm not making a person up. No, you're not. You are right. He is in also... He was in something else that I watched. Does um, Rain Wilson come back? No, he's dead. You died in the first one, mate. I mean, he could have just been inside one of the sharks. He could have come back as a mech. Yeah. Um, all in all, though, like, this has been getting really bad reviews, but, like, it is... 
I think people need to realize when a film isn't this isn't like um this isn't the kind of film where you go into it and you super analyze everything it is just one of those maybe they should get Christopher Nolan to do the third one maybe they should I'm just you know you know so so often oh Cliff Clifton Collins Jr that's it I knew it was a CC so like so often these films are made like with like a really cynical tone to them and there is like some some cynicism to be set like to like to point out in this and like Mm. I think probably the biggest thing is that it's heavily funded by Chinese Chinese companies. They love fucking giant sharks, man, and, and Jason Statham. Like the first one was like a joint venture between American and, and Chinese companies. I know that Chinese production companies are very heavily like affiliated with the government and the government aren't great because they're like subverting stuff and stopping access to f- information. You know, not good, but uh, but the Meg 2, it is, it is very much like a everybody's trying really fucking hard and like the cast are very charming everybody works in their roles and like no one's really it just it can't decide what film it wants to be that does first Jason part Jason Statham kick a shark yeah he does Sweet. the first part is very much like uh, if they had more of the trench part where they're trying to survive underwater and like they're trying to come up with quick ways to like beat bad guys and find a way out of the situation you fire a shark at them yeah, you could do. I mean, all these megs and shit, and like when they're trying to deal with that, that's the really interesting part. As soon as they get back on land, it does sort of. I think Jason it becomes Stephen, a bit like Die Hard with a shark. With the next one, they should have shark themed weapons. Yeah, they should have a shark orang, sh- shark zuka. No, shark orang, shark, shark pedos. No, shark hook. It's like a grappling hook, but it's a shark's mouth. Mm. You know, there's a there's a piranha tra- throwing stars. There's a transformer called Depth Charge. Yeah. He turns into a big mantis. Yeah. His weapon isn't just a gun that looks like a shark. It's straight up just a shark that he's holding that fires little missiles. That look like sharks? Nah, I think they might have sharks default. I can't remember. I need to get a depth charge. Why don't I have one? Hmm. But anyway, but anyway yeah, the Meg 2. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not a great film. Like, that's kind of it. It's, it is, it feels so much like one of those films, again, it gives me the vibes of an 80s film where it's like, it is like just made, not cynically made. It's just like someone had an idea, they got it funded, they got it made, and somehow got a sequel and got a more like a bigger budget. Mm. And like the concept is just more Megs. It's based on a fucking novel. Like both of these films are based on books. Well, the one Meg and Meg Two. On, are they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's a the, the, there it's is literary. a book called it's The Trench. Literary, it's a literary film. It's a contemporary literary ap- adaptation. Oh, sweet. Yeah. But, like, there's loads of stuff in this where it's, like, characters have developed between films, which is weird to see in a fucking... Yeah. In this. The black dude in the first one who can't swim. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of cowardly, which is, like, a racist stereotype. Oh, They're yeah. both racist stereotypes. Not being able to swim, being black, being cowardly in a movie. They're, like, stereotypes. In this, he's learned how to fight. He's learned how to shoot. He can swim. Oh, like, good for he's him. developed as a character. He's, like, I work on I work on a boat. Might as well learn how to swim. He's able to do things. Yeah, he's developed as a character. Yeah. He has, and he has agency and urgency, and like the, he has like his own plot lines. He like he wants to survive. And I don't remember him in the first film. Yeah, it's probably because he couldn't swim. Oh, yeah, you're very focused on water. I remember the um, that Asian dude that runs the company. And his oh, the daughter. bad guy. Oh no, no, he wasn't the bad guy. He was the no. granddad. He yeah. was the father of the woman who died between films. Yeah, the woman that Jason Statham was in love with. She died between films. Did she? Oh, she didn't come back. Who was she played by? Uh, May, May, um, uh, I'm going to check her name. She wasn't the one who ended up in 
prison for tax evasion. Maybe. Was it Fan Bing Bing? Fan Bing Bing? Yeah. Lee Bing Bing's sister. Who? Lee Bing Bing's in the Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron. She's the uh, the scientist who was trying to make the... Fake skin. The thing. Oh, Lee Bing Bing. It was Lee Bing Bing. Was she in... Was she in the Meg? She was in Meg 1, yeah. She's 50. I mean... She's not 50. She is 50. No, I refuse to believe that. She's a good 50. She's 50. Apparently, yeah. Good thought. <laughs> and, uh, can I just say, that's the sweetest... That is the sweetest... Um, I mean, it's only nine years older than me, isn't it? <laughs> that's the sweetest response I think I've found to someone finding out someone's age and seeing them as attractive. How's her, how old's her sister, then? How old's Fan? Lee's way? No, Fan Bing Bing. Oh, Lee's Wei is the younger sister of Lee Bing Bing. Yeah, but this Fan Fan Bing Bing is the other one, um, God, and she got done for like tax crimes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Um, something like forty million dollars in tax evasion or some shit like that. Whatever it translates to. Jesus. Um, Fan Bing Bing. Hang on. Oh, there she is. Yeah, I found her. Oh, she's she's forty two. She's uh free. She was born three days after me. Three days and what? Seven years. Yeah, that's not three days. That's, no, yeah, yeah. It's quite a big difference. Her birthday is three days. Oh yeah, she was after Skip me. Trace. Um, wait, Skip Trace, the bad one, the one with Jackie Chan and Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. The X Men Days of Future Past. Who is she? The X Men Days of Future Past. Uh. She was in the future bits. I think I can't remember. Oh, she was the teleporter, wasn't she? Yeah, maybe. Been a while. I only watched that once in the cinema. That's a good film, though. Yeah, it was a good one. There you go, personal life. What was the total amount of her tax evasion? Blink, Ugh. yeah, she was the teleporter. Oh, 127 million in tax Jesus evasion. Jesus fucking hell. Well done. Oh, it was only 883 million yen. Because she, um, she went missing for a while people were like where is she yeah. she's not been in public eye she's not appeared anywhere all of a sudden then it turned out it's one of those things where the Chinese government just make you disappear for a while while they so you're um, yeah crazy give her that I mean if you're going to tax evade you might as well go all out oh, and to yeah. be honest you know why not tax evade yeah go for it if you're going to do it like really get the crime done you know you know yeah um, but yeah, Meg 2. Um, oddly enough, doesn't feel cynical. I just kind of enjoyed it. Like, it just sort of, like... Uh, for, uh, just a little bit of a pun here. It washes over you. Yeah. Washes over you. Mm. Um, but it's it really isn't great. Like, if you started scratching the surface and you ask even, like, the basic questions about why people have this motivation or that motivation, um, it, it falls apart. Mm. It does. But, like, it's like Tango and Cash. You know? Tango and Cash is a great movie. Oh, I thought you meant the drink and the no, monetary no, no. money. It's like Tango and Cash. Tango yeah. and Cash is a great movie as long as you don't ask any questions. What are their first names? John. I know what they are. John Cash. No. Johnny Cash. No. John Tango. No. All right, you say them. It's Raymond Tango <laughs> and yeah. Gabriel Cash. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the most well-known bit of trivia about that film, Ant? Uh, Rambo is a pussy. No, no, no. There is a very famous thing about that film that sort of explains why the characters don't really match the personalities of the actors. Oh, they switched them around. I know that, yeah. 
Kurt Russell wasn't a big enough name to fight for the role that was written for him. Well, and Sylvester Stallone was like, I'm the intelligent one. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone was like, I think it'd be funny if I was the smart one. No, he didn't think it'd be funny. He was like, I'm the smart one. Not because yeah. it was funny, it was because he did No, because that makes the film, that's what makes the film funnier. Is that the, the smart one is a massive fucking jacked meathead. That's fucking great. That's brilliant casting. It wasn't brilliant because it was just Sylvester Stone being like, no, I'm real smart. Sylvester Stone's a genius. <laughs> right. Oscar winning. To be honest, Oscar if, winner. have you watched his series Tulsa King? No. Really fucking good. No. It is basically like an old fashioned, old fashioned gangster just goes to the middle of like Nevada or some shithole and he's just like, hey, what's this? And they're like, oh, it's a weed dispenser. And he's like, people sell weed in shops now? And they're like, he's like, yeah, how long have you been away? He's like, 20 years. He's like, Ah, you're like, stop here. I'm going to go talk to the owner. And it like, they've got a really shit security guard, like, you know, like a retail shop. Just a shit security guard that he immediately like knocks out. And he just like goes and heavies the owner. He's like, you're going to give me 5%, no, 10% of your business. And he's like, why would I do it? And he goes, because I'm here now. And that's how we're going to do this. And he essentially starts like building this like little gangster empire. It actually starts working out for him. And he's like, He's like, but how like, did you buy this? It's legal now. He doesn't need to. He just well, no, no. But like, he's basically because it's legal. People are just doing stuff and like writing off taxes, so they're doing crime in a different way. Mm. And so what he does is he's like, he like goes to the people that they, they buy all their weed from to sell. And he's like, I'm going to give you a hundred grand for the same amount. And he's like, it's two hundred and fifty grand worth of product. And he's like, okay, how much for a plant? And they're like, I oh, know we sell you five dollars per plant. Do that enough to you know cover off the amount we sell you? It'd be like. I don't know, like 50 grand. He goes, okay, I'm going to give you 25. He's like, what? He's like, I'll give you 25. And basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you initially X amount for this amount. And like, he breaks it down for them. They're like, oh, okay. Okay. We kind of get what you're doing. He's like, okay, cool. And they're like, wouldn't you just rather buy the plants? He goes, I'd rather buy the plants for a hundred grand. And they're like, okay, hundred grand. (laughs) He's like, okay, fine. Mm. And it's just like, it's like, it is just a guy who knows math and just pushes people around. That's all it takes. Because like, Sylvester Sloan's smart. Yeah. He plays a smart person sometimes. Yeah. Um, he is really good in like almost everything he's in. <laughs> um, but yeah, Toskin's really, really good. But yeah, um, the Meg. Meg 2. The train. <laughs> Mostly positive things to say, but yeah, it's just one of those, when I tell just like, don't scratch the surface too much because it does just fall apart. Um, I'm going to give it Matthew Modine because although I enjoyed it at the time, like, I think if I was watching this at home, I'd, it'd be the same as the Meg one. I struggled to focus when I watched that film because it's so long. And like, when you're watching it at home, there's so much stuff to distract you. And it's one of those things that it's like big spectacle shit. So I imagine if I saw it in the cinema, I'd be like focusing on it a bit more. And this seeing it in the cinema yesterday was amazing. Huge. Very loud. The Smeg. The Smeg 2. The Smegening. So are they going to call the third one? The from Megan. Me, me, me. It would just be Mefregan. Me, it wouldn't be Mefregan. It'd be Mefreg. It'd be Mefreg. Mefreg. Yeah, because there's no Anne at the end. Mefreg. Let's quit the Meg free. There's now three of them. No. Meg free. Free forward. <gasps> free falling. Meg's in the sky. No. That's what Sharknado is. No. Have they, done the Meg- have they done the Megalodon tornado? Those are sharks. These no. are Megalodons. Yeah. Completely different. No. What if they do one where a bunch of sharks find a Jason Statham 
um, under the under the sea, <gasps> and and he's like a troglodyte. And there's like no, he's like a he's like a <clears throat> he's like. A and you've got to stop Statham. Jason Statham from fucking other women. Yeah, a big ah. You're right, the sharks were on the streets. Street sharks. Yeah. What if they breed Jason Statham with a shark and make street sharks? Yeah. Get Vin Diesel in to play one of them. He's ruined enough franchises. Doesn't need to ruin any more. He's really gripping onto Fast and Furious as much as he can, isn't he? Like, well, let's face it's it. It's the one that's working for no, him, No, there's one that he's gripping onto harder. The Riddick franchise. No, because that's not... They're me. making they're, another one. No, they're not. Yes, they Fuck are. Five. Yes, they are. No one gives a shit about Riddick. Look, here you go. Riddick. Unless you get Carl Urban back for it. Four. He came back for two of them. He's in the game. He's in... Oh, he's in three of them then. Yeah. Um, what's her face from Farscapes? Riddick 4 confirmed. Mm. Here's the title. Riddick 4, Furia. He goes oh. back to his home planet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God's sake. The fucking Chronicles are making it well, that's shite. It's going to start shooting for 2024. Yeah. Uh, it's meant to be shooting later in 2023, but that may be delayed due to yeah. the right. Pitch Black's the only good one. Escape from Butcher Bay, the game's great, but... Look, we all know that what we really want and what we really need is we need a Last Witch Hunter sequel. Um, Last Witch Hunter is a, is a better film than all of them. Fucking Have you seen we, The Last Witch Hunter? What we Hunter? need and what we crave is <laughs> um, the drink from... Idiocracy, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, Brondo. Brondo. It's what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes and shit. Yeah. Yeah, but you've got to give plants water, like from the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. What have you done? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah. How was that? It's pretty good. It's enjoyable. Yeah? It's a lot of fun. Do you know what? It's a good, solid one of them films. One of them films. Yeah, and do you know what's really nice about it, right? Every background... It wasn't shot on a volume set. The locations are real. <gasps> you like the thing right. I like! There's colours. Yeah. Like, it's not been grey-scaled. Like, like, they haven't taken the black and just blown up to grey. Because all these films are grey nowadays. Um, and it's about a young lad called Hamie, yeah. who's just come back from university or college or whatever they call it in America. I think it's college, isn't just it? Just got a degree. And he's like, I'm going to get a big job in the city. But he can't. He ends up just clean rich people's pools because it's the only job he can get at the short notice. Well, no, it's because he doesn't his family's got no money. Yeah, and he has and no experience. His family's house is on, you know, in danger of being repossessed and shit and they're losing money so he has to get a job straight away and stuff happens. Rich lady meets at the house when he gets fired. She mm-hmm. feels sorry for him says, hey, come to the office tomorrow. I'll get you a job. What she forgot when she told him to come to the office to get this job, was that she was going to steal a scarab from the office. The little thing that they had in there, in the experimental wing of Cord Industries. Yeah. She forgot that she was stealing that on that day. Whoops. And in the process of trying to get out, she like, hey, Amy, you reckon you'll do anything for work? Yeah? Fucking keep hold of this. Do not open it. And she gives it to him. So he opens it. Yeah, of course. The whole family opens it. Scarab jumps on him, guivers him up. Turns him into a Carmen rider. Um, he flies around town for a bit. Has a bit of action. Cuts is it, a bus is in it half. super gross when he? Uh, it's all like um, it's all like what like nano wire things going around him. They show that his back is all like all messed up with like oh, stuff going out of it. Yeah. Um, 
But it's all like taking over. It disappears down. It's crawling down his back. You see the lump and they're trying to hit it yeah. to stop it. And then it goes down to his trousers and just disappears. Oh, God. So it goes <laughs> up his ass. Yeah, but he keeps saying it doesn't. He said, it didn't go up my bum. And he's like, it, it went up your butt, mate. Yeah, it went in his asshole. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's cool. he becomes a superhero. Doesn't really fight crime or anything. He just focuses purely on the court industry stuff. Yeah. Susan Sarandon is the villain. How would she look like? Just looks like Susan Sarandon. Um, you know, I mean, some say her acting talent has withered with age, but I don't believe that. I think it's just nice to see her in something. What's this a reference you're doing here? Team America World Police. Oh, there we go. Do you remember she tries to act and it yeah. doesn't get past Gary? Yeah. Because um, he's a true Top Gun actor. Yeah, he is. He is the best. You're a Top Gun actor, Gary. Um, remember, this is this is the this is the this is the secret the secret signal that you're in danger. <laughs> But um, yeah, so she's got a woman, a guy, working with him, with her. Um, who's you know she wants to make her own. She knows the beetle thing can do some sort of special powers because it was yeah. something her brother Ted Cord, you know, the original blue, well, the previous blue beetle. There was another one before. Because mm. um, all the blue beetles are there. There's the, the legacy of them's all there. Because um, the idea is that Ted Cord never managed to bond with the beetle thing because it picks who it's working with. But this previous blue beetle, can't remember his name. He was apparently working. He had the bond with it. Um, and so he knows that he can do something. It can become armor. And so he's died in the past. He's, he's, he's missing. He's dead. Okay. Missing. Or is he dead? Who knows? Um, but his sister took over the company and she's trying to use the beetle thing to make armor. And she's got this whole like plan to make like shit loads of these armored up, super powered people. Like, and she's got this one guy who's called Carapax. Yeah. That's a villain name. Oh. Um, and he's like she's been experimenting with no he's well she's Victoria Corden Carapax oh. but um, he's been experimented on and cyborged up and she's like he's got all these scars all over him and like mechanical arm and friggin replacement leg and all this sort of stuff did clocks go forward tonight? no no it's October when they go forward but anyway he's like you know, going to have this big old armor. There's a version of the armor he has, and then there's a powered up version that they're going to get. They want the, they want the blue beetle so they can suck the code out of him, so they can make the whole system work and stuff. You know, blue beetle's got to fight a version of himself, but it's a big meaty version. Yeah. Um, there's a load of depth in this. The story's full of like stuff about being overlooked by society because you're not like you know a rich white guy having your property taken away for your anti-colonialism stuff there's a lot of talk about how like you know the area that all the Mexican people used to live in used to go up to the shoreline but now it's being taken away by all the big city buildings that are just across the river mm. and everything and now they're trying to take that area of land from them and gentrifying it and all this sort of stuff and even Carapax has like a whole bunch of backstory stuff going on that you sort of pick up as you go along They've, this, it's like there's indications that he's had a bit of a nasty past and that's been where, you know, something bad's happened to him. Yeah. Um, it does pull off the um, the Scarlet Witch plot twist. The bomb that landed inside her apartment. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Same same things there. Oh. Um, towards the end of the film, you totally find out, yeah. But, um, yeah, I quite like what they did with him. They get all, all of Carapax's death, depth. He's got little moments of it, but it's all in the final part of the film. Yeah. Um, but it's good because it's all about focusing righteous anger. When you get that moment, um, and the family's quite a lot of fun. They like they all speak Mexican for most of the film. Like the Hamie and his sister speak English the most. Yeah, 
but the rest of them speak Mexican most of the time. And then, I mean, his uncle does as well, who can't remember who's played by Guy. Oh, um, it's uh, that's the one that's played by um, Comedian. Yeah, but he's, he's great, in it? He's like a big old conspiracy theorist guy. He's yeah. like, you know, they're all trying to watch you. They're going to get you. They're going to take all your stuff. That man's a fascist. Yeah, which has upset loads of weirdos. Mm-hmm. Fucking get out of yourselves, weirdo. Um, but he's great, in it? He's a lot of fun. Um, but it's kind of neat. They've put all the legacy stuff in there. They've put Ted Corden, whatever his face is, Greg Darrow. I can't remember what his name is. Um, all that stuff's in there behind it. And they've got like, there's a Blue Beetle base. That used to belong to Ted Cord. They go into yeah, and it's got like the old costume, the old uniforms on display, and everything. And you know, it's like oh, superhero base. Um, loads of nice blue and purple lighting and stuff like that. Oh, this cool. this is gonna look lovely on a four K screen because the yeah. HDR. There's a lot of neon in it. All oh, right. Um, the four that's yeah, gonna pop. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Just exciting, fun thing. There's you know the family's fun. The grandma like in the last half of the film is like amazing. Grandma like is the heart and soul family. Yeah. Um, bad stuff happens. There's like a midway point where it gets really kind of dark and then it's got a sort of darker tone for the second half of the film. Because mm. the first half's pretty light and fun and breezy. Yeah. But um, when the villains do something nasty, it doesn't just forget about it. It keeps going. Oh, right. Is, so it's like there are impacts yeah. to their actions. But it is, no, it's not original. Like this, it's kind of similar to like how, you know, Spider-Man, the last one, whatever it was fucking cool. I can't remember. Oh, um, No Way Home. Was that the last one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of similar to how that has that big dark moment in the middle and then that resonant, that proceeds for the rest of the film. Like, I've heard like a lot of comparisons to this in Spider-Man. It, yeah. Is it very similar in tone to like Spider-Man films? Sort of, yeah. But it actually yeah. has a message. It has something to say. I like the main actor. The main in, character's uh, not, uh, you know, yeah. not as selfish as Spider-Man is in that film. The main um, character's really good. He's the guy from Cobra Kai. He's really yeah. good in that. Yeah, is it Jolo or something? Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's loads of little moments of, like, micro-racism against him and stuff like that. Where, like, he goes for the job interview and the set receptionist keeps calling him Jamie, even though he keeps correcting Timey, her. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, but, no, it's, it's a really fun, enjoyable film. And I think it's kind of irritating that, like, you get all these people saying they want something that isn't, you know, all this other stuff. They want something new. And they've got a new superhero film. It's a new character. Yeah, fucking hate it. They've had a film... It's one that's not entirely CGI. It's got actual practical stuff. The action fights are cool. There's like loads of Tokusatsu hey, style stuff in there. Look, right. They say they're not racist. These these Snyder fans, but they really don't like films where foreign people talk foreign. Hmm. And that's nothing to do with the foreign people talking foreign. It's because it's not directed by that Snyder. It's all James Gunn's fault. Even though, like you know, he wouldn't have touched any of these films. Yeah, I was going to say it's nothing like, to do with the production of any of these. Yeah. Um. But no, it's just not fun. Mm. It's just a decent film. And I could totally could just see him carrying on with Blue Beetle in the future films. It's I think this is going to be one of those ones that people are going to eventually get around to watching and going, oh shit, I should have watched this in the cinema. Yeah, well the thing about Blue Beetle is that the Injustice game's really fucked up. Mm. He's not like super high powered. I mean, he can make whatever he wants. Yeah, but like he's not, it's not unlimited, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but he's a Carmen Rider. That's pretty yeah. cool. He's basically, he's like super strong, super fast, but he's like, He's more like Captain America. I just need him to hurry up, get Booster Gold in these movies, yeah. so we can get a Blue Beetle and Booster Gold movie. But he is like he's more like Captain Ale- like America in the comics style strength mm. than anything else. And I think that in Injustice they make him like a Superman level hero. Yeah, everyone in Injustice is Superman, a Batman Superman level yeah. fucking. And I think that that's a lot Justice of people's sucks. first experience with that character. Mm. Oh, that's works- the thing. He doesn't have a fucking mouth. Good. 
Yeah. I fucking hate the mouth on that blue beetle design. He all works, all every version of he it. He works as like a like a street level style. He's got, he's got crazy superpowers. He's flying to space and stuff. Yeah, he can fly and stuff, he but like he's not stuff. like he's not like bulletproof in the comics and stuff. In this I think he might be. No, he's bulletproof. Is he bulletproof? Yeah, he's bulletproof in the comics. No, he's not. Because it's organic armor. Yeah, but he's like symbiote. He heals him, yeah. Yeah, but it's not like instantaneous. doesn't matter if he gets shot. You may as well fucking... Hmm. He's fine. But um, yeah, it's it's good solid fun. It doesn't doesn't turn into CG all the time. Like even when there's a massive great big robotic scarab thing, there's still like, you know... Sets. There's still stuff going on. It's just, it's really fucking... It really is a shame that people are like relying so heavily on CGI because there's stuff like... Even in that Flash yeah, that man, movie. Yeah, Ant-Man and Quantum Mania. Yeah. It's just like, there's like, there's like the street they walk down at the start, mm. where he walks down the start, and the set where they're in the house. Yeah. And that's like, that's all the real sets in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is like surrounded by frigging green screen and volume. Have you watched the trailers for the, Mar- have you watched the trailer for the Marvels? Yeah. Lots of physical sets again. It looks alright, that. There's a decent, like, there's a decent little stunt moment where um, Carol Danvers gets teleported into Miss Marvel's room. People seem to be getting thrown through wood a lot in that trailer. Yeah. There's like a lot of things. But there's like a really nice little, like, she goes through it. Mm. And it's like a nice little, like, she gets back up and she's like, I was like, that's a nice little physical stunt. Like, you, you need smaller stunts like that, like, to sell I've got the a feeling that film's going to have them fix the whole quantum entanglement thing fairly early on. Because, um,. You see them using their powers later without them switching places. No, but if they're in the same place. Maybe. Yeah. Because I would the same... like to see it where they have to start using that to their advantage. Yeah, because, you know, like, they they basically, it looks like they're in, when they're on different planets, there's a certain distance, I think, mm. where it causes it to happen. Because, like, they're all in different places when it happens in the train. We'll find out. What do you reckon the chances are that Nick Fury's not going to feel like he's had any reaction to the secret invasion that just got dealt with? And he's just going to be classic Nick Fury, like nothing's happened. Yeah, maybe. Because he certainly seems like he's having fun and he may as well have just been on that spaceship the whole time. Yeah. And not come back down to Earth at all. Yep. I think they're going to pretend Secret Invasion never happened. Probably. Yeah. Especially because people don't have the media literacy to understand that Don Cheadle was not a friggin' scroll in the other Avengers films. He got replaced at some point around the time of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because he's walking without his leg braces in that film, in that show. Yeah, I got really pissed off when they were like, it was Civil War when he got replaced. I was like... No. Doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. And they even mentioned in the show that it was after friggin' um, thingy disappeared that they got all antsy after Nick Fury disappeared. That's why they started like infiltrating government and stuff like that. Yeah, because they were trying to come up with a way of yeah. staying on Earth. They basically did it all in that five-year period. Yeah. Friggin' good lord, people, please listen to the words being said by the actors in this in the shows. Um, but Watch yeah, the shows. so I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just looking forward to seeing the Marvels. I think it looks, looks good. It's directed by someone that I've liked, stuff they've done in the past, so we'll see. The same character, Ania Costa, the one who did, uh, Ania Costa, yeah, the one who did Candyman, the remake. yeah, yeah. 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 She's really got like an incredible eye. Candyman, Candyman, knocking at my door. That um, I don't like. Like there is, there is one moment in that Candyman remake that didn't work for me. It's just one line, and then the rest of it works great. Like I really like that. It was when one of the characters says "rubber baby buggy bumpers." No, it's when one of the characters says "must go faster." 
Must go faster. Yeah, Jurassic Park reference. Ah. Yeah, didn't like it. Uh, his, his, must go faster. But his murder is like really fucking good. Because like... I've not seen it. Have you not seen it? No. Uh, like loads of stuff happens in reflection so you can see like the villain doing <laughs> shit to people in the reflection. Hmm. But then you just see the effects in like the actual... So like when you see like the background mirrors and stuff will reflect the candy and slit in people's throats but you'll just see this person's throat just tearing and blood piss out. Sweet. It's really cool. Um, yeah. When am I going to get that Psycho Gorman 2? I want a sequel. I don't know. When they can put together 50 quid to make a film. That film looks like it cost a lot more than it did. It cost £1.50. It didn't. It cost like 75 grand or something. Maybe when they can stop being so lazy, Susan. No, they <laughs> I still I, <coughs> my favourite moment in that film is the dad like sitting down on the toilet and there being a solid minute of just a man shitting and reading a paper and then suddenly a demon from another universe teleports his consciousness in front of a man taking a shit and he's just he's like you've got to come up <laughs> Make it come out faster, I mean, it help. Yeah. I do not like hunky boys. I do not care for hunky boys. <laughs> or do I? <laughs> it has its moments. <laughs> it's not a very functional film. But no, it it's not. Moments. It doesn't need to be. It's amazing. I turned a kid into a freaking <laughs> a giant yeah, brain revival. Yeah. There's that guy. Please don't kill me. Fine. I will make you. I will show you the infinites of pain. You will live thousands of lifetimes. And the kids come and they go, "Oh!" And they knock him over. He just shatters. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you are my most trusted friends, and you've betrayed me. Ah, <laughs> oh, goddamn! I'm gonna watch Psycho Gorman again. You should. It's a great movie. They're making. They're making another film. Hopefully they'll do a seat. Oh, the cop that just becomes a gooey. <laughs> anyway, fantastic times. I've been Matt. You've been at your Melly Gaming on YouTube. Your Wild Wars hat on Twitter, allegedly. And you're also um, LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. Mm. And your Ant Spot collection on YouTube. Mm. Hey. hey. Oh yeah, yawning, and I'm critical everywhere. Trump actually convicted sex offender. Trump is in prison. He not. He, they pay. He paid bail. He paid bail. He's going to jail. The thing is, there's so, so many, many crimes. Of them have to go in jail. There's so many crimes. There's no way that he's... it's taken an incredible amount of time to actually yeah do anything because they keep finding more crimes. There's so many crimes, Ant. Mm. Also, do you think they're going to get his do DNA see, finally? Is it Tim Pool, that cunt, going, oh, they're arresting lawyers now? And I'm like, yeah, lawyers can still be arrested for doing crimes. Yeah. Have you seen all the... In fact, they shouldn't really... They should know not to do the crimes. They're the ones who are meant to know the laws. Ben Shapiro was like, if they can indict the President of the United States, they can indict anyone. I was like, yeah, that's how the law works. Yeah. Everyone can be guilty of crimes. You don't so could Ben Shapiro. He definitely is. He's a pedophile. Hmm. Well, I think Matt it's Walsh. more likely done in... I mean, no, Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro and Tim Paul are all pedophiles. People are a bit obsessed with his sister, aren't they? Well, he's obsessed with his sister. Hmm. And his wife's dry-ass pussy. 
No, it's not. It's just it's not. Um, it's only when she's got a cold, it's wet. When and that's never when, when she's in bed with Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Oh god, that like, did you see? Temple was like, I find it really hard to date. And I was like, is it because really? you're a bald little freak with no fucking money? We're like no fucking morals, and you're a cunt. In time, women hang around him when he gets them on the podcast to be a guest, and they make him look like an idiot. Everyone makes him look like an idiot. There is no time when he doesn't look like a fucking moron. And people are like, oh, he's real smart, actually. Did I tell you that someone on Twitter the other day, I, I, they were like, they were like, Nick Fuentes is actually very charming when you listen to him. And I was like, are you talking about the gay Nazi kid? And then he was like, no. And I was like, yeah, the kid who went on a date with a cat boy. And he's like, no, that's not Nick Fuentes. He did it as a joke. And I was like, wait, Fuentes? Is he, he's a Nazi with a Mexican last name? He goes, and the guy was like, no, you don't fucking get it. You just don't get it. And I was like, all right, you can like gay Nazi boys if you like. I, I don't like him because he's a Nazi, but yeah. And he goes, you saying if you were in a room with Hitler and someone was littering, you wouldn't beat the shit out of the person littering with Hitler? And I was like, no, I'd kill Hitler. If I was in a room with Hitler, hmm. I should be angry about someone dropping a packet on the floor. You just don't understand. You just don't understand what he's saying. No, you kill saying. Hitler and you turn to the guy later and say, let that be a warning to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have to put this in the bin. That, um, I have to put this in the bin. You have to put your rapper in the bin. You've seen that? Is it Dutch or Hungarian headline when Hitler was killed? It just says, Hitler dude, what new? Yeah, they're all they're all fucking creepy. Like, yeah, the Dutch. No, 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 no. Oh. The Dutch are incredible people. Oh. It gave us some of our greatest Monday, Monday uh, minds. Right. Like this guy. Right. This brain up here. Who are you pointing that? What? Who are you pointing that? Me. Oh, I thought you were pointing through yourself to someone. I mean, I am. You. I am. All my Dutch. Oh, the brethren behind you. I don't yeah. think that's the direction they're in, but. Yeah. Anyway. Leave the Dutch this? alone, you prick. You, you got a problem? Take it up with the Italians. Pennsylvania Dutch? Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh yeah, you're one of the English, are you? <laughs> um, yeah, that Matt Walsh guy's like fucking definitely a pedo. Like he's into weird shit. Oh, is he the one with the script, um, the drawn on beard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with like the baby who like was yeah, watching. He did a thing. He got Simon Dan did a video about one of his. Oh cause, really? Because he tried to debunk climate change by saying the sun. He started saying the sun made it hot. Jesus Christ. And, Simon Dan was just like, yeah, you realise, like, closeness to the sun doesn't make your planet hotter. Mercury's right next to the sun, or Venus is right next to the sun. It's cold. Mercury's further away, closer to us. It's got a lot of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. It's a lot hotter. And what do we keep putting in our atmosphere? Carbon dioxide. They're all fucking idiots. Like, I don't really understand what the end is. They think in 2D. Yeah, yeah. But no, he's, he's definitely a weirdo. Like he was, he, did you see the video that there was like a video where he was like, he was judging a diaper wrestling match between a guy with a giant swash sticker tattoo on his shoulder. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not involved in Nazis. They're all involved in fucking Nazis. How is Ben Shapiro defending Nazis when he's fucking Jewish? I saw that ginger Nazi guy who tried to pick a fight with a Jewish UFC guy. Oh, you got beaten the fuck out. And he was going so easy. Yeah. Like- so, uh, did you see the afterwards where he's like, he's like, I, I got in a few good hits. No, no. <laughs> no. He should have had after he got up the first time. The other guys who were like, "Hey, do it for real now." 
Like, <laughs> and his mate comes in to try and defend him. Mm. Like, his mate goes next. His mate gets rocked in two seconds. And they've both got horrible it's fucking right chin bits. Make it a TV show. Yeah. Nazi beat it. They'll never run out on them to beat them. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll keep trying. <laughs> he tried to defend Nick Fuentes' honour. He tried to defend the honour of a gay Nazi kid. Catboy lover. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, can I end this thing now? Yeah, you can. It's fucking... fucking you my mind is melting. How is how is this American bullshit seeping into the UK? How are we so so bad now that people watch that shit and they because go, oh yeah, that makes sense. All over social media. It's, it's, is it just me- social media is bad? Our social media and our media is all American produced. That's true. We don't produce much of our own media anymore. I watched a trailer for Notes on a Scandal from America. Versus one from the UK. Yeah. One from the UK is like, what secrets is she hiding? And like, it's like all mysterious. The one in the, the US is like, so she has an affair with a kid. And then the other woman's in love with her. And then the kid, he's young. So she's in trouble. Notes on a scandal. <laughs> I was like, wow. So I don't need to see that movie ever again, do I? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. Cheers. Why are Americans so fucking stupid? Oh my God. Capitalism. Yeah. Okay, I've got to end the podcast. All right. This is two hours, 40 minutes. I've got to edit. Fuck up, bitch. Fuck up? Yeah, fuck up. Dig up, stupid. Perfect ending. Bye. Do the fart noise now. I can't. I'm out of farts now. You're out of farts. Yeah. Now we've all got pink eye, you're out of farts. (laughs) You could have run out of farts before we got pink eye. (sighs) There we go. Bye. 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 Fuck off.